0: Today on the Geek Out Podcast is a brand new social network and mobile app made by and for the Inuit. It's another crazy week of trailers, including
1: Ghostbuster Afterlife, Wonder Woman 1984, The Boys Season 2, and a whole lot more.
2: And we review the usual shows, but also find out that maybe Pedro Pascal isn't always under the Mandalorian's helmet. Bunk!
3: Nerdy is the new
0: sexy. Let's to be I- this is Geek Out, the podcast. It's a Geek Out podcast. It's episode 63. We record this on, well, we record this day early on December 11th, uh, Wednesday, just because things and schedules and time and whatnot, but it's still probably coming out on Friday anyway. Well, because
4: so. Bud's making me look like a bad father because he <laughs> was not going to be in for tomorrow's recording because he's going to Kitara, uh, his daughter's Christmas concert and I was fully planning on skipping my son's (laughs)
1: Christmas concert so that I could be part of this podcast. (laughs) Sorry, man. Sorry. Um, Our Christmas concert's the worst. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. you, you sit you sit in a comfy chair for a good couple hours. Is it then, a comfortable chair? No. That I was, always, that was always sarcastic. Always the fucking bench. That was sarcastic. Right. Is it a couple yeah. of hours? Like, how do they can expect be. parents it, to just, like, take yeah. work off? And then and then you yeah, in the middle the wait until yeah. your child comes up and shakes an egg shaker for a song, and that's it. And, oh, that's and you're not right. allowed to leave. But, no. It's With very, the bad, f- for the other very bad form to, to leave. So.
2: What? But how do these parents, like, how do you just get the middle of the day off?
0: Uh, we move a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly one. what. Yeah. yeah, but like people have more important jobs than you yeah. all yeah. and us. And like. there, there are evening concerts, too. All those, t- those tickets oh, have been Jesus. sold out for weeks. So, sold yeah, so out? Yeah. You have to buy the tickets? Their capacity. No, no, no. You, you can get them for free with their, their capacity. So Anyway. Oh, but you have to sign up in advance. Yeah. I'm can I get to a ticket, ticket if I don't have a child? That's weird, but the but afternoon could I? show has try plenty to get, of seats. For I, it, yeah. I would
4: try to get, like, <laughs> credentials from rocktographers
0: in <laughs> <laughs> the next one. I dare you. <laughs> that's amazing. Anyway, I'm Webmeister, Bud. I host Buzz Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 7.20 with Dylan Jason in the Morning Zone. You're
4: standing in front of
0: parents, like, <laughs> with your giant lens.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, well, that's what I do, except I
4: happen to be a parent, so. <laughs> I'm uh, DJ Boy know. Tano. I do the
1: mixtape in the Afternoon Zone. What kind of songs are they singing? These are public schools, right? So are they like well, it's well, Christmas my... songs? You got your no, no. It's...
0: Celebrate the winter. my kids in French immersion,
1: so like
0: yeah, there are there are French kind of goes so over somewhere. my head because so, I
4: didn't really pay too much attention in
1: French class. So Those French Christmas songs? There are some. Yeah. yeah. Oh whoa. Yeah,
0: there's
2: that one.
1: one about the the
2: snowman. Bonhomme, bonhomme, c'est tu chouais. Bonhomme, bonhomme, c'est tu Whoa, wow. That's during Carnival,
1: though. Yes, That's it not is. a Christmas thing. That's true.
2: But bonhomme means snowman.
1: Yeah. yeah. But I'm Dinesh. Dinesh, that's right. Man of Otherwise no. it's just good man. That's right. I'm Paul St. No.
4: I hope you came here for
0: French lessons.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this
4: is the thing, is like last week was math.
0: This week right. it's French. <laughs> I'm Art Aronson. Actually I'm Bud holding Art Aronson's mic. Art is doing
5: Homer, crafts probably.
0: He's doing crafts, so he'll uh, like be in, in a few minutes. Kirsten. Yes. Oh my loving.
2: Freaking. I'm yeah, I'm here. I'm in the afternoon no. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Ryan
4: <laughs> Sometimes well. in the afternoon on weekends. <laughs> on the weekend. On afternoon. the number one weekend show hey, in the city. That's yep. right. The Puff, 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 weekend zone with Kirsten oh, James. Wow. I made a scene at the Hudson last <laughs> week at my remote because awesome. I was doing a sound check and I would go to the mic. Well, there's people there and I go, check, checking the mic on the number one weekend show in the city. <laughs>
0: yes. That's awesome. So good. Yeah, congratulations on that. Oh, thank you. Today, this week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out, I talked about Siku.org. Siku is the word for sea ice. And this is an Inuit, by and for, Inuit-only social media and mobile app. Because you can't always get um, ice conditions or animal tracks or weather or satellite uh, imagery and whatnot. You know, in Nunavut. Uh, on regular Facebook or regular Twitter. So they built their own and it's a really cool idea.
2: It's a social media app for... Ice? Snow?
0: <laughs> Bear <conditions>. tracks?
2: <laughs> so it's not for being social. Yes,
0: there is a social tab where you can, you know, but I mean, it's, it's for the Inuits so they can post about a great hunting spot or they can post about, you know, their, their nice sunset or whatever. There is a social tab, but then there's also a tab for, like, weather and then hunting and merry. Hello, everyone.
5: The lunch ladies at reception. The lunch lady is at reception.
0: Two things on this. First, um, there, Mary. there used to be about five different websites that they would have to go to to mm-hmm. access this kind of information. And mm-hmm. honestly, the sea ice thing is probably the most important because that's like life or death dangerous if you uh, aren't aware of where you're going into and someone else can give you the heads up that the ice is cracking at this spot. Um, and... I said there were two things, and I can't remember the second thing. Um, But anyways, it's all all in one place now. So they can use – it's either the website itself or they can use the mobile app, and they can take all their pictures. They can even track the GPS route of where they're going, and when they get back into Wi-Fi, it all uploads up to the thing. That's really neat. It's a great idea.
1: Do you know – are there a lot of uh, social medias that are like this that are for either specific indigenous populations or specific uh, populations who live in – Kind of like uh, out in the middle of nowhere type of thing or or with very
0: um, certain specialized. Envir- specialized environmental conditions that they have to deal with? Not that I have heard of. And that would have been a good thing for me to research for the actual geek out or for this show. Because, yeah, that's a really good question. There have certainly been, you know, specific user group mm-hmm. social networks that they try to make. But this one was on a scale of this one, the Google.org impact challenge contest thingy. For Canada in 2017. So they got three quarters of a million a million dollars to make this happen. Because building a social network, even building a good mobile app, that's the hell of Skrilla. So they uh, got a great boost with that. And it's a good launch. Like, the interface looks good and the whole idea behind it seems brilliant. Because, again, where else are you going to get this information? Because on regular social media, that doesn't apply to a lot of people.
1: Well, because the reason I wonder about that is if there's a lot of good examples of this of, like social medias that are for you know specific populations and maybe if there's some lessons to be learned from that that um, can be brought over once hopefully uh... someone in the united states especially breaks up the big social media companies Mm -hmm. and i you know it's like because we've shown the general population, we can't handle this, nope.
0: and it's bad, <laughs> and it's wor- it's bad for society. I actually, lost three hours this morning dealing with social media. So yeah, I know exactly. Right? What you're talking Are you about.
1: coming over to that side, bud? That social media generally worse.
0: We're worse off as a human race. Oh, I've been on that side for a while. Wow, I agree. Oh, I fully agree. Interesting. Yeah, honestly, if it was not for my job, I would almost definitely not be on Facebook. Mm. Um, Twitter is slightly amusing at times, and Instagram is my thing because it's photography based, but. Facebook, I have been done with that for a very long That's time, right. yep. so I still like Facebook,
1: but only for the very few specific classic things that I use it for, which is like, here's my vacation pictures, and you know, it's like, uh, oh, I did a thing with some friends, and that, you know what I mean? The like, the constant fucking arguing with each other, and the sharing of bullshit, um, is has just gone so far. You know, it's so funny, as you say this morning. You know, as you guys got caught into a fucking tornado of it this morning. Um, so I really wonder, like maybe it is things like this that have real-world implications, that is the sharing of information, that is the social aspect of the Web.2, or whatever that was, the great <laughs> promise of the connected social medias. <laughs> Kirsten in your face. The we
0: sp- Web.2. Well, isn't
1: that what it was called? Web
0: 2.0, but <laughs> yeah. that was still very funny. <laughs> right, though? But yeah, and among a smaller group of people, right. because here's a great quote from the Men in Black movie. A person is smart. Yeah. People are dumb, panicky animals yeah. or something similar mm-hmm. there, too. And, yeah, like, you just get people together, too many of them are the right kinds or the wrong kinds, and the mob mentality thing comes up, mm-hmm. and it just devolves it just into just personal attacks. And people, people just can't seem to stand it when somebody else has a differing opinion from mm-hmm. theirs. Mm-hmm. This is what it all comes down to. Kills me. I don't want to talk about this. I
1: don't know. I, don't know. I just because I just find it fascinating. I just wonder what the solution will be as we move forward. We've decided this stuff's here to stay. We've decided also, kind ofly, that
0: we're not. Yes, or kind I of love me. the word "kind of ofly." Yeah.
1: Kind ofly, we've decided. Also, we're not going to a different social media either. You know, it's like, do you remember the last time you got an invitation or something from one of those ones that's like, this is going to be the new be- good one, guys. This is the Facebook killer and all that. Like, I can't even remember the names of them. Elo. It's like down,
0: yeah. Hello was the last big know, one. I Elo- like tried. it
1: downloaded for a second, and some people I respect are on it, and I'm like, okay, maybe this. And then no, of course not, because no. you're exhausted. You've got the made the big three really. Yeah. If you're a teenager, I guess you play around with TikTok and other things Snapchat's where you can still send big. nudes. Yeah, okay, yeah. right, and uh, WhatsApp. Yeah, right, things like that. But uh, for the most part, we're not going to a new one. We're not inventing a new one.
0: No, and that, yeah, Facebook
1: Mast- has really got us by our souls. Yeah,
0: Elo tried to take over Facebook. Mastodon tried to take over Twitter. Neither of them worked, um, and. It's that whole universal easiness. Like, if it's easy for people to get onto and do and their friends are there, that's when it works. But there's just this tipping point that it needs to, you know, like, so many people need to be on this thing for it to be any amount of success, especially against a 900-pound gorilla like Facebook, that nobody's been able to do that. I like the idea of the smaller user groups, but, like, how and when do those things cross-pollinate? You know, when can the groups, like, yeah, it's it's a great challenge. Yeah, Art Aronson is here. Art Aronson reports on his pepperoni stick.
3: Uh, yeah, it's kind of bland. I'm sorry, say, that's a shame. Could use a little spice. Oh. Uh, we're talking about social media, something different than Facebook and yeah, Twitter. Yeah,
0: Siku.org was a very recently launched uh, Inuit exclusive social media and mobile app, so it deals with all the things that they, the very very specialized, you know, survival based life and death information that they need. Plus I, the social tabs so wait, Here's start. a
2: question then. How is is that because you can only post that? Like, I can't also be like, "Don't vaccinate your children."
0: <laughs> you undoubtedly could. Well, then, how? But you you personally couldn't. Yeah, but I don't know what the screening process is. Yeah, but that's what I mean. you. So Inuit-ness. that's
2: that's the solution, though. If you want a social media app only to be about snow or life and death animals. I don't know I'm still confused about what this app is
4: well, then you have like to, so, yeah. but
2: then you have to say that this is the topic of conversation everything else is going to be deleted no you can't be spreading your anti-vaxing things in here
4: and that's kind of the same thing though with a Facebook group and a yeah. Facebook page
2: like right? you gotta have you have yeah. to have a theme because otherwise what's stopping this from turning into you've got the to have a got whole
0: and you've got a Facebook three things you've got to have a theme you got to have good moderators and you've got to count on Human beings. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I'm funny. <clears throat> Absolutely,
3: it has to be something different than what we have. Too. Yeah. Like, I think Instagram.
0: Because
2: this is just like an exclusive app. If you're Inuit, it's basically, and it has nothing to do with snow and animals. Well,
0: it has plenty to do with snow and animals because well, that's, that's like the main. With. Like, there's four main sections in it, and like a lot of that is you know ice conditions and where not to die on your snowmobile if you're if you're heading you know close to the water kind of thing where there have been hunts so you don't go there and and all you know and everything has been taken already or where there is good fish that kind of thing
3: people are actually talking about this like
0: we are now but you found this somewhere so people are actually talking about yeah well it's cool that
2: it was it was made by inuit people Mm -hmm. like that's pretty cool that they got the money to build that app
0: yeah so I wish it a lot of success. And yeah, uh, in terms of like a social experiment and where it goes personality-wise, would be very interesting to keep track of I wonder of if too. the
2: Russians are going to buy ads on it.
0: <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Ghostbusters! Afterlife. Big week of trailers. And this was one of the big ones. Okay,
2: I like what Paul... Paul, can you please repeat the thing that you said after you watched this trailer?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: the Immediately, uh, the first thing I... Um... I thought and commented was, uh, Hello, yes question, excuse me. <laughs> Are there going to be any jokes in this joke, comedy, action, blockbuster movie, please? Because what a tone of this trailer. Yeah. And you know what? And When you think about it more, you can see what they were trying to do is trying to do the exact opposite of Ghostbusters 2016. Mm. Because you remember the first trailer, the like one that famously got the most dislikes of all time on YouTube? The and it really it was a warning and it really was what the movie turned out to be but it was so full of horrible (laughs) cheesy improvised lame terrible slapsticky shitty jokes and so this one you can tell what they're trying to do is trying to say like it's not going to be like that it's very scripted it's very on purpose it's very deliberate. Yeah, that I guess sharing with uh, the original 1984 Ghostbusters do you but think it's going to be a comedy do we even know that I have a well I mean can you imagine a Ghostbusters movie that's not a, a, or a Paul movie? or a Paul Rudd you know vehicle. maybe Paul Rudd wants
4: an Oscar no I, I think it is I think it's going to be a comedy it's just they're not they're not showing that out. but you're right the they haven't given
0: us any indication at this
1: point sorry Kirsten did you just say maybe Paul Rudd wants an Oscar yes <laughs> <laughs> from Ghostbusters <laughs> Afterlife that's right Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes. <laughs> Polite applause. <laughs> Paul Rudd for Ghostbusters. <laughs> Bustin' Makes Me Feel Good. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: That's silly.
2: And what's his name? Won the one for Batman. That's true.
0: Was this a teaser trailer? I no, it was it. fucking two no, minutes the,
2: and 52 seconds. The brought. teaser
0: was last year or something when there was it the was barn long. and the lightning and the uh, tarp over the F-01. You know
2: what I was sad about in this trailer? Tell me. Um, I was There There wasn't any of that like nostalgic music or anything like that. I, I said
0: wanted- to Paul, I want Ray Parker Jr. Yeah. in this. I want Elmer Bernstein, yeah. but Ray Parker Jr. more. I just
2: wanted a little bit a little bit of that nostalgic music, like yeah. a little touch of it, yeah. like a little flourish would have made me a little bit more excited. Do you know what?
1: There was, though. There was in, um, there's a voiceover from Bill Murray. Okay, quite smartly, mm-hmm. none of the original Ghostbusters are seen in this trailer, right. which is probably a pretty smart thing. Um, uh, but there is and it kind of flooded me with like the the audio nostalgia there is the Bill Murray line where he's talking about luck and karma which is like a really beautiful line from the actual everyone remembers the big things about Ghostbusters and that's what I love about this and Ivan Reitman clearly with a deep knowledge of that movie and like what makes it good is that he includes that line from Bill Murray about call it luck call it karma I believe everything happens for a reason So and the original soundtrack I think is behind him in that scene So that kind of got me as well. Um, uh, I don't know. How's everyone feeling about it? I still feel the same way. It's just like, kids? Kids? Really? (laughs) Kids? Kids? Because, like, if you're trying to recreate the magic of the original Ghostbusters, which, number one, never. You can never. Yes, you can. You can never. That was lightning in a bottle. It could never happen again, ever. I'm so sorry. Certainly not with the same franchise. But you're trying to create that same magic. You got kids who just do not have the... Uh, acting or comedy chops that those original guys did. So that's weird. Um, Brian and I, Utah and I talked about how like the girl Ghostbusters cast did have those comedy chops. Mm -hmm. They just were given the worst script and director possible and like all the free reign to make whatever terrible uh, improv jokes they wanted, which was bad for Ghostbusters. I'm still not
0: sure how Paul feels about this movie. Okay, so
1: like honestly, that cast with Ivan Reitman directing, that would be a better fit. But now we got kids. Okay. I don't know how did this movie Paul Rudd will anchor it. I'll love to watch Paul Rudd, but what do y'all think? I think you think this thing doesn't need to exist. Nothing needs to exist. I'm sorry I've heard of having that conversation, especially about remake movies from 40 years ago. So, no, nothing needs to exist. Of course, Ghostbusters doesn't need to exist, <laughs> but here it is and I'm I'm excited to watch the movie. I'm cons- like interested, aren't you?
0: I no, think it I looks think it's really good. No. No really. you say. Okay. Really. No. How much of a fan were you of the I, original? Uh <sighs> peripheral. Well, that's probably why. Yeah. So there there you go. Right? Then then oh, there's so Paul. So yeah, so. I
1: grew up on it. I love the original so much. Kate Kirsten, why are you so interested?
0: I well,
2: no, I just think it looks really good like visually. I thought that the trailer I was like, "Ooh, it's spooky and like yeah, the green and you see that weird shot of Slimer, or not Slimer, or a, a slimer yeah. like Thing,
1: baby slimer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Better be go. a
3: puppet. <laughs> well, we the go. reason I bring up the whole does it need to exist thing, like, why can't we come up with an original idea, right? That's, I know, that's, that's, that's going to be our argument it. for that's every everything. single thing. We just have to accept that that's not going to happen.
4: Well, until getting, until no, getting, we can get ourselves into
3: film into yeah. and like here. make that good movies,
4: uh, we could put a, But if we continue show, to
3: hammer that rhetoric that they need to come up with new ideas, like maybe just, that's what we
1: need to do. I know, but this is a conversation podcast. And no, it's just I gonna think we're going to be ham- like it's
3: just like hammering that rhetoric.
4: Like, yeah. I don't think you really should post, um, you know, your conspiracy theories on Facebook. You know, okay. Okay. it's
3: never going to happen. You say, a, be the change you want to be, right?
4: Well, well, that's that's very it's this the difference you? between good and great is want. I, I understand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Put a disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast. Are, are you looking
5: at the door? Are you trying to leave?
2: No. no.
1: We oh all God. think that Hollywood should come up with new ideas. Yeah, of course we do. But now we're talking about Ghostbusters.
2: I don't think so Hollywood should happening. come up with new ideas. Mm. I like the old ones. I like a Ghostbusters. <laughs> Give me more. I like a Star Wars. Give me more.
0: Right. I like them. Paul Feig, director of Ghostbusters Answer the Call, says, This looks so awesome. Huge congrats to Jason Reitman and his amazing cast and crew. I cannot wait to see this. Hashtag, we are all Ghostbusters. Yeah, because what else is he going to say, though? He can't be like,
4: oh, this fucking sucks. I wanted to make
0: a number two version. He could. Well, then
4: uh, look how well that worked out for Leslie Jones. Well, yeah, fair enough. I,
1: I still actually love Leslie Jones. I love her. Uh, I love her, no but, but I love what she said. Oh, what she said. Like her okay. joke about it, I think that's really funny even though I'm just, you know, I am more excited for this movie than uh, than hers. Um okay, but as for things in the movie too, uh, did you guys notice there's like there's a ton of Easter egg shit in oh, it? Oh so mm-hmm. many. There's the uh book stacking in Egon's house. No there's human the being uh, with spores, like moles, like and fungus, which again does tweak me a little bit as being like, oh boy, you know, like you just you take a funny line from the original, right? Yeah. That's that's a joke that was well written about this girl is hitting on this nerd and he responds, I collect spores, moles, and fungus. That's hilarious because it's a really well written joke. Let's now make sure we flesh it out into a character trait. Fans he's got the though. You, it's you know, ser- saying, I know.
4: But, I, even if but it I'm, starts but, off as a joke, it is a character trait. It's a character trait of Egon. It's true. So yeah, it's yeah, kind of right. like getting into. Who these kids are
1: for sure and look at i appreciated seeing it I, I got a little thrill i just i am just you know maybe to art's point it's just like a house built on fan service is a rickety foundation that's all but okay i noticed that um the other thing that i uh noticed and was interesting and this is like a real easter egg did you notice when they're at the mine that the sign over it says Sh- shandor. shandor mines shandor mines uh. So, if you're a Ghostbusters fan, you know that I, Ivor, Ivo Shandor, yeah, Ivo, Ivo, something like that, yeah, is the one who built Dana Barrett's apartment building, Five Fifty Central Park West. You know it, um, which was like a superconductor for s- supernatural energy to bring about the coming of Gozer.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. he created a so- society, had some sometimes a thousand followers doing rituals on the roof to bring about the end of the world, like Gozer worshippers. Yes.
1: And so it's interesting that it's a mine also because there was something about – there's, like, a specific metal that's in the building. Like
0: selenium, I want to say. Something. that Like, built into the girders of the building that all just helped to amplify it. Right. Where would they get selenium? Maybe a mine. In
1: the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And Chandra Mines, and maybe that's why – After Egon retires, like we're just guessing what the movie's going to be now, but like after Egon retires, he moves to the small town, follows the trail of Shandor and all that, and then buys the spooky old house there and everything to to continue research or whatever. I love it. And then the mines are also full of ghosts. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm interested. It's you know again like a direct sequel and borrowing your main villain, your main plot from the original, but in a totally new place. Like get it all the way away from New York is interesting. Um, kind of ignore the the second movie. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, I uh, there's going to be a Zool dog in it by the looks of it
0: that you know Teradog, showed up and yeah. put its foot on uh, Paul Rudd's car. So I don't know. I don't know about. I saw uh, a very <laughs> Zool like background. That sort of orange, spectrally background on mm-hmm. one shot, just in front of Spanglet there, and uh, and oh. she turned and looked back, and there it was. So right. who knows? Who knows?
1: Everyone's excited as well about the. Uh, that thing where the like the what do you call it a gunner seat? Yeah, never in the original movies or no. any movie. Do you
0: know what that came from? Yeah, the the toy from the real Ghostbusters the movie or sorry the cartoon that followed the um the movie and it was called the real Ghostbusters because Filmation had this thing yeah. it was a live action show and they turned it into a cartoon it was two people and a monkey and it was called Ghost Space Busters <laughs> and they had the license to it so that's why they did the real Ghostbusters the real Ghostbusters please let me say was one of the best cartoons I ever- it was like, it was scary, yeah. it was mm-hmm. good, it was edgy and phenomenal, some phenomenal voice talents in there, and I was addicted to that cartoon. Super great cartoon. And yeah, so one of the toys from the real Ghostbusters had the swing-out gunner seat, which is hilarious. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's awesome that that's in this movie, I guess. Yeah, that original, that Ghostbusters cartoon, like, you remember the Boogeyman episode? That one fucked oh, me up. Oh, yeah.
0: That is scary for kids. Seriously. Sand, the Sandman Killer Watt like yeah, there was a lot of good stuff
1: in
3: yeah. there. Yeah. So So what tone do you want this to to be then? Like well,
1: that? Well, I mean obviously, you know, as a fan of the 1984 original, I want that tone again. Yeah. And I think that's the that is what is Ghostbusters. You know, Ghostbusters 2 had the same tone. It wasn't as good, but it was still f- fine as a sequel. I loved Ghostbusters 2 growing up, and it hit the tone again. And so, it's got to be in there. And uh, I don't know, maybe full Finn Wolfhard, like, there's one scene where he kind of makes, like, a Venkman esque quip under, about hiding under the table or whatever.
0: That was a pretty good line.
1: You know, so maybe there's more of that in there. Maybe Paul Rudd stretches his comedy chops. I could see that. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, as, as far as a movie that <laughs> doesn't need to exist goes. <laughs> I this the trailer did get me pretty excited about a about a franchise that I love and hold dear.
4: You can preface that sentence every time. (laughs)
1: As far as a movie that shouldn't exist
0: goes, I know, I know, I know. I think this. Well, then it like it served its purpose. That's what I say. That yeah, I'm calling it now. Somewhere in there, there's going to be like an Egon ghost. They're going to get, like, a body double oh, no. and a voice double oh, and, like, CG in, like, uh, a brief moment of Egon ghostness. No. Your what? face, Paul. Like, oh, grand- oh, no. They're going to, like, oh, that's poor taste. Yeah, target yeah, target grand marf tartar grade. Are
5: you kidding me? Really? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, that is, no, 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 no. Like, it's just a prediction. It's just a prediction from my brain. I know, I know, I know.
1: That's a good prediction, but I would be so... That's in
0: poor, very poor taste. It would be yeah. in very poor taste. Uh, they, right.
4: they could recast Egon as a CGI James Dean.
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs> so Wonder Woman Don't 1984. Want. That was a pretty good trailer. Patty, what is really going on
2: with this fucking movie? What? What please is Please on?
3: Kirsten's a known hater of the first one, though, if I remember. I didn't oh. hate it.
5: <laughs> oh, you're a bad feminist. <laughs> 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 no,
2: expound,
0: Kirsten. I please. didn't
2: hate it, but what is going on with this trailer? Number one, Blue Monday was released in 1986. Oh, no, that's right. Oh, my God. You're so good. What the fuck? That was the Uh. first thing I looked up, and I know that it's a stupid music nerd thing, but if you call your movie Wonder Woman 1984, 1984. make sure the song that's in the trailer (laughs) was released in 1984 or before.
1: It should have been the Ghostbusters theme song. Right? Absolutely. (laughs) so
5: good.
2: Great. Um, I like all the like little effects. What the fuck is Wonder Woman wearing high heels for? What were those shoes? I, I saw know. those shoes, and I was like, why is she wearing those shoes? Fuck. Oh, this a what run. feminist? The patriarchy. Are you
3: runners? Well, it's still the fish out of water story, right?
0: And why is still.
2: why is Chris Pine in this movie? That's
0: that's my biggest. That's question. a huge mystery. What
2: is happening?
0: He's been like Captain America or something. Like maybe he didn't die. he was cryogenically frozen. Somebody was magically back. I'm sure they're going to. How did he die again?
2: He blew up in the plane. Right? in the
0: plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they yeah. didn't
4: actually. Oh well. Uh, movies. How? But, but they didn't. So. Act, so they didn't actually show him on fire in the plane. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, no, they didn't shine, but thank so you for that. Uh, the he's scene done.
1: where his flesh melts from his bones. <laughs> Extended oh flesh melting scene that's in the extras. I'm
0: dying slowly! <laughs> oh but yeah, he's
2: like exactly the same age, right? Like, so he has an age. Yeah, yeah, so, so that, maybe some World shit Board happened
4: then? to him
0: in Amazon or whatever.
2: So are they literally doing Captain America? I
0: don't know. But Paul and I agree. Was there not something wrong with his face? Like, his face did not look fully rendered. It looked like his eyes. Something was wrong with his face. I'm pretty sure I you would say that Chris if you met him in real Pine's life. <laughs> I think Chris she Pine's looks, face. rendered.
2: <laughs> just looks like that. Anyway, the tra- other than that, the trailer looked good. Pedro, Pedro
0: Paz <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I hate it at all. For a movie that doesn't need to exist. I mean,
2: I'll go see it. I like yeah. the 80s vibe. Yeah,
0: Because like, yeah.
3: the, uh, the first movie, the first Wonder Woman, was on TV. Uh, like oh, wow. This weekend, oh cool, yeah, and I was oh. kind of watching some of it, and then and then that trailer came out or whatever, and I was like, hmm, okay, this. Uh Chris Pine's still in this movie. <laughs> yeah, right. He's still in. Like where? Like it's how? A big we'll question. find out. Yeah, yeah they, I mean, they they gotta have a good reason. It's for not that. gonna that's... make or
4: break whether anybody goes to watch the movies. No, like, oh, that's it's true. That they put it right. in, in the trailer that I haven't had explained to me yet. Yeah.
2: Uh, it's weird that they put it in the trailer yeah, that is. they didn't like. Leave it to be a surprise. Uh,
4: but it wasn't a surprise though, because like he was he was part of the casting announcements and everything.
1: Mm.
2: Which is I thought weird. maybe it could be flashbacks. I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. 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 It's weird to me that. Um, Look, I like Chris Pine just fine, but like he's not the draw to this film or franchise.
0: But obviously, they mm. think he is if they're yeah. going to put him in in such a prominent position. I even if, like to put him in the trailer. I that's disagree. a calculated marketing. I muscle. disagree
3: what you say about that, Chris Pine, because in the first movie, that's what I think everybody loved about the first movie: their chemistry, their chemistry between the two. And every, I think uh, I think they knew that making this next movie that they want to draw back on that chemistry. And I, for me, I I enjoyed that movie. A lot up until the third act and then the third act just went yeah. off the rails like most DC movies and I couldn't <laughs> couldn't really watch it uh, but I think that was one of the best parts of the movie their
1: chemistry so that's why I think they're looking to capitalize that for a second straight movie that's fair I guess because I, I don't know I didn't find that I, I'm i just as happy to watch a wonder Woman movie because of Gal Gadot and then she's talking with uh, Kristen Wig, like that. That's enough. Yeah, I'm also
3: interested to see how this fits in the D C universe if they're worried about I making don't think... a more and more movies around it and other heroes, or if they're just gonna make it a one off her thing. I think they made this with the intent of not worrying
4: about the D C universe. I hope so. Um and it feels it kind of feels like that because it feels like the when they made uh the first Wonder Woman you know, the, a lot of her characters backstory and emotions were based off of that first story. Now there's this whole other story that happened, you know, years years and years after that. Um Trevor was it Trevor, uh, Steve, Steve, Trevor. Trevor. Steve Trevor. I was about to say Trevor Noah. <laughs> Steve Trevor was referenced in the Justice League and it turned out to be uh like a like a soft spot for Wonder Woman, like that like you touched a nerve, right? right. You know, when Batman said his name. Um so I don't know if it really does have any sort of connections to, and I don't think they really care. I think it is like at this point, let's just focus on Wonder Woman because that's our most successful DC movie right now.
3: Yeah, and she's uh, she's I think her she's been done well mm-hmm. out of all the heroes so far in mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. in this uh, universe.
1: And if they really are trying to learn lessons from Marvel, it's just like Marvel doesn't, for the most part, with their standalone movies wang you over the head constantly with like remember that Iron Man also exists it's yeah. like no no this is a Thor movie for right now yeah. and Iron Man shows up in the last two, two seconds yeah. okay that's how you connect it's just let me focus on one we'll say on his name every now
4: and then if you if really <laughs>
0: want it yeah they right a couple it's times, like just focus like, up
1: on one character and yeah. do that well please
0: one racist uh, it's Gal Gadot uh, she's Israeli not French sorry I mean be got it. um Pedro Pascal as Max Lord, who, to me, really looks like Nathan Fillion. Uh, What do Mm. we think of his tiny moment in the trailer? I didn't even see him. Well, Well, at least we get to see his face, hey, guys? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. He didn't (laughs) have a Mandalorian (laughs) mask on. He's the guy on TV. You know, life is great, but it could be better. You know, that kind of (laughs) thing. That was Pedro
2: Pascal? What?
1: Yeah, I I know. Pretty unrecognizable if you're used to uh, the Red Viper or whatever he is there. And Kirsten Wiig will be playing the Cheetah. Kirsten. Kristen yeah, that's Wig. A, that's an sorry. interesting. No, it's Kristen Wiig. It's Kristen. I said sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so used to Kristen being right. Thank you.
3: Definitely interesting casting choices for sure. Obviously uh, humor there. Kristen Wiig, right? Yeah.
2: Oh, he looks so weird. Yeah,
3: doesn't he? I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch the movie. Will I go to the theater and watch it? Mm.
4: Probably.
1: We'll <laughs> <cool>. I'll talk <laughs> you. I'll <laughs>
3: talk you into it
1: on a Tuesday. Come that on. has
4: been my my whole thing with DC movies. Is like I'm gonna watch it. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well, this I, liked, I like I
1: like Shazam. I like Shazam, right? So. I didn't watch it. In theater. I didn't like Shazam enough I to Shazam. have seen it in a theater. Um, and same with Aquaman too. Like, uh, I, I heard all the hype. Yeah, right. I was like, I'll get around to it. Didn't see it in theater. Mm. Had no interest. Put it on Netflix or whatever. Crave it's on. I haven't finished it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my I'm god! I like, like twenty fine. minutes in. I'm like, it's fine. This is not doing it for me. Yeah.
0: Well, let's talk about a brand new original concept, not a remake, a movie that maybe does need to exist, Free Guy.
4: Well, not really original concept, because well, the concept is based on a world that's like... The concept is a video game. You know, that's like a video game. It's like Wreck-It
2: it's... Ralph, but in real life.
3: So I never saw Ready Player One. Did you guys see that? Yes. Is that kind of this vein? No. In this vein no, 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 because no.
4: this one's more about... It's, it's like if Ready Player One were all about Fortnite or, <laughs> or Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wait
2: no, isn't it like isn't it like or Ralph? Like they're the video game characters, and you play them.
4: Yeah, but then I'm just like they, they exist in a game that is pretty much like Fortnite slash right. GTA rolled mm-hmm. into one. Yeah, and so he's uh, Ryan Reynolds is a non-player character, uh, and he just l- kind of lives his life almost like also almost like the Lego Movie in that sense. You're you just, just go through your kind of going through, through you're supposed yeah. to. the the motions, and then eventually. He decides to do something different one day. It looks
2: weird. It looks I f- weird.
3: I feel like it has something to say. I don't know what it is, but it has something to say about escapism and mm-hmm. video games. And there is something there. I think I don't know what it is exactly, but that's what kind of interests me in it.
1: I wonder if it's supposed to be for fans of those video games. Because mm-hmm. as like, not giving a shit about those two video games in particular, I watched this trailer and I was like, I don't give a shit about this. Oh, really? See, yeah. I was
0: hoping that it would be like a glimpse into that world that you don't have to know anything about and still make it enjoyable yeah, I'm mostly not, because of Ryan Reynolds I'm yeah.
4: not a huge fan like I've I've never played Fortnite I've played like first person shooters and stuff like that yeah. back in the day and then uh, I also when don't it was cool really play yeah exactly right. <laughs> <Olden> <laughs> I Counter-Strike <laughs> um, and and I, you know I don't usually even really play Grand Theft Auto yeah. Um, but it it feels interesting to me, like the the not necessarily the concept of the movie doesn't feel new, but it, like you know, how
2: long is this movie? Did, does it say how long it's going to be? It, it doesn't, really doesn't matter. Well, no, it does matter because like the plot of this movie, I don't see how it's going to carry itself. Yeah, I don't through know. I, I can't lengthy. see it being more than an hour and a half. Yeah, I can't see it being more than an hour. Like they've told us the whole, this is what's going to happen. He's going to decide to take control of his own life. I bet you, it's and the he kind of a bad guy as
4: Pokemon. Or <laughs>
3: the, the, the Detective Pikachu. That
2: was a good movie. Though. I like
3: Detective Pikachu. I'm also or, a little curious along. about Ryan Reynolds' like choices.
2: Did now. he did he uh, yeah. produce this one? Is this like a Ryan
0: Reynolds
4: special? Uh, it's from the marketing. It seems like he's produced it because he's being Ryan Reynolds in all of his marketing.
0: Directed by Sean Levy. Written by uh, Matt Lieberman. That's for Ryan Reynolds' choices. He married Blake Lively, so he's batting a thousand of oh, my yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Am
1: I right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, then. <laughs> I like Blake Lively. I think she's
4: enchanting.
2: Who was showing me a photo of to last
1: night? Well, that was oh, me.
4: How is See? Restraining order. Hey! hey,
0: refer back to last week's podcast for the uh, um, skinny on that.
4: And the uh, if you haven't seen some of like the uh, the marketing for this, like just even them sitting in for interviews and stuff, it's pretty funny. Like there was one interview because Taika Waititi's also in this, mm-hmm. um, um, and there's an interview with Ryan Reynolds, Taika Waititi, the dude from Stranger Things, who's also co-starring in this, and then one of the other co-stars. Okay, and they were trying to like talk to them about how Ryan Reynolds and Taika Waititi have worked together before in Green Lantern.
0: Oh right, that was and funny. They,
4: they were both like right. denying it. Like no no Green Lantern I don't I've never heard of that movie What does do in
1: Green Lantern
3: I don't remember I, so about Ryan Reynolds is he at a point in his career where he has become so famous that he's always just playing himself now That's pretty much it Yeah Because yeah. yeah. like Will Smith got to that point even right? when he's Pikachu he's playing himself Yeah So I what, I think it's it's I think every actor like that becomes really Successful, like gets to that point at some point, and I think he is, he's at that stage right yep. now. Taiga, Rock
0: Taika Waititi yeah. and Blake Lively starred Not. in Green Lantern. What Taika
1: what, is it starring in it?
0: Yep, a character oh. named Tom Kalmaku.
3: But that also comes from like doing franchise movies and stuff like that. Tim Robbins was in
0: this movie. Angela Bassett, Mark Strong, nice Peter Sarsgaard. Wow, there's pretty a lot of people. Played like
1: the, pretty much the main villain. Yeah, guy.
0: Hector Hammond. Wow,
1: I was gonna say not Daniel Day Lewis, but most other guys for sure. But you know, I think that's the thing about it is that like I don't want to watch Ryan Reynolds just be Ryan Reynolds. Like I'm sorry, I yeah, like. Yeah, there's him. people that are sick of that now. I'm, I'm kind of right. done. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't even see Pikachu yet because I don't want to even see it in that, um, um in that skin. But. Like but but when he like makes a gin ad or something where it's like three minutes long, mm-hmm. I enjoy that. That's enough. But sorry you're not gonna get my money for it, Or a movie. if he's
3: like on SNL or something. I I I, yeah. I just I think it's worth talking about that when you go to see a Ryan Reynolds movie now.
1: And do you really know anyone who's like a diehard Ryan Reynolds fan? Like who loves Ryan Reynolds to the People this love
3: level? the Deadpool character.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But is that which is
1: basically Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, yes. I think
3: that's it. But People like, love that. He's
1: still playing the character and kind of amping it up for that. I don't know.
0: Did we all see the the Kirsten. Ryan Reynolds gin uh, follow up slash parody parody of the Peloton commercial? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I don't really watch. TV ever, so I don't I didn't really get I have to like I don't look, watch I don't have to, see, have to look on at the, the back right. I have to like really, look yeah. up
1: online and I was like, okay, what's Peloton? What is this? Yeah. Oh, okay, I understand. No. Oh <laughs> now it's
0: significant to me. Peloton <laughs> is an exercise bike, and there was a commercial where a guy gets his wife an exercise bike for Christmas and she's all happy and the internet was all up in arms. Why are you right. getting your wife Isn't it an weird that
2: she bike? like made this video of herself of her using the exercise bike for a year? I thought that, that was weirder than her getting the bike. And then she sat her husband down to watch her fucking homemade video. Video of herself enjoying the bike. Like, you couldn't just have been like, thanks, honey,
0: I liked my gift. So, Ryan Reynolds' gin company got the same actor uh, uh, who played the wife uh, to be in a bar all depressed. And uh, uh, Darren, our guy over, uh, over the wall here, noticed that uh, when she goes to reach, a drink, reach for a drink, she has no wedding ring on. So,
4: <laughs> anyway, that's funny. This gin I,
2: is really smooth. But for Ryan
3: Reynolds, I just think it would behoove him to do something different yeah. really really yeah. different why can't he just be himself no i and that's fine too yeah. right he's making tons but of you money know,
4: and everything like that for ryan reynolds movies that shouldn't exist i'm probably gonna go see this one
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you really
4: i just wanted to make that joke oh.
0: <laughs> let's talk about the rise of skywalker and how it will introduce new force powers that will quote infuriate some people and quote thrill others according I'm like, to jay kirsten i just want to see your reaction
3: jedis can do everything now
0: anybody can be a jedi
2: No! No, I'm excited for this. You know, so I've been playing um, the new Star Wars video game, and in EA One, pardon, EA One, yeah. And in it, uh, this is not really a spoiler for the video game, but in it, the main character has this really cool force power that it's basically like he can touch things and he senses their like essence. It's like an echo. He so he can like touch things and. Uh, like read the past of them, which is a force power Sweet. that never existed or we've never seen like expounded upon. But so it and it, is, and it fits, and it's yeah. like in the game, so you can like, and it makes sense because of course the force is all around you, so of course you could should be able to. But it they explain like not every force user has those powers, and it's kind of like the, the lightning bolts, right? Like yeah. th- th- there are different powers that we don't know about. So I'm. I'm stoked for this. I'm one with
0: the Force, and the Force is with me.
2: It looks like Ray is just going to be doing some, like, stupid jumps. I think that that's what... She's going to do, like, Force-push jumps. Like, she's clearing all those, like, giant, like, chasms in the trailer. Yeah,
0: yeah. And did we see the the thing where she sort of flies in the last second towards... Right I love. I've watched that like tiny clip so many
1: times. I love it so much. Where like the Falcon's taken out of a hangar and all, it like shoves back all the stormtroopers. Oh But yeah. then Kylo Ren just kind of leans into it and uses the force, and he stays totally put. That is such a rad it's shot. It's a great shot. I Absolutely. love that.
0: And so yeah, it's because the the Falcon is like pushing its way out of this hangar, and so yeah, that's that's one shot. Kylo Ren is resisting it all, and all the stormtroopers go over. And in the next second, um, Daisy. Uh, really? Ray uh, jumps out of the hangar and basically does like a fly thing yeah. towards yes. Finn. Stop
5: pausing it.
0: Oh, sorry, it's over. It goes. Oh. That's all. That's why I paused oh, it. Okay. Yeah. 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 I uh, wanted to see her fly. Yeah. Wait till the movie. I'm so into one this. Week. It's one week today. Yeah. Oh my god, is it? Well, one
4: week tomorrow because we're recording this early.
1: Holy crap!
0: That's no, right. We're the ninth night-
1: day.
4: Is it a Wednesday? It's we're a Wednesday. An- Oh, I thought it was a Thursday. Uh-oh. I'm going to double
1: check. One of the things that J.J. did and doesn't get enough credit for, I think, in The Force Awakens was that he made, um, especially Kylo Ren, use some really sweet and, I think, new Force stuff. And it's and it's similar to, like, holding a cup and remembering who drank out of it last. But, like, he did he did things with The Force that showed that he was powerful with that you had never seen before but that totally fit with what you already think happens with the force or what that force users could do so like you know we had never seen anyone and he does it a couple of times where like he freezes people right where he did that like it's one of the first things he does and he like freezes the laser bolt as well as he freezes poe dameron and the thing where like and he made for some really good acting moments too where he like is just you know looking into someone's mind Mm -hmm. and so it's like uh, what is that thing in harry potter legend i can't ever pronounce it Uh,
0: legitimate oh man like Legilim, oh man, see legilimency, ah, legilimency, yeah, yeah, legilimency, like
1: occlumency. occlumency and yeah, then yeah. legilimency or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, anyways. oh my that's God. like reading people's minds. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's like, so it shows yeah. that he can do that by like reaching into their yeah, thoughts.
2: Yeah, that's a new force power. That, I've I've never never seen that is, seen that and before. that's what I mean.
1: Like, that was in the Force Awakens, and yeah. it's so great. So here's the thing about force powers. Like, when it comes to these movies, you know, the video games are a different thing. You just want to level up and fucking shoot lightning. When it comes to the movies, you know, and the lightning's a great example of it. It's more of a storytelling element, right? It's not because the mm-hmm. Palpatine was a level nine Sith power lord, okay? And he had leveled up enough times to be able to shoot lightning, and everyone shoots lightning when you get to that power level. It was a dramatic device, okay? It was showing this, like, powerful character, um, you know, it's like torturing and being an evil prick and showing what an asshole he was and how powerless Luke was against it. Do you know what I mean? And, sh- and showing him like a cat with a mouse, toying. To me, with it was him. the
0: combination of the power and the corruption. Right. It shouldn't. It to me, it seems like a thing that shouldn't exist. That's right.
1: Exactly. So it like it shows you something about this character and it shows how in a dire place Luke was, and then, and then it obviously informs. Darth Vader's decision to turn on his master, right? Like, that's all storytelling. It's not video game shit. That's why it works, and that's why it, like, has such an impact on us as viewers and as a cultural thing, okay? Because that's what good Star Wars is. So I'm super into it. I thought that's exactly what um, uh, Kylo Ren did so well in the first movie, and and again, it informed the story, right? Like, Kylo Ren is so able to look into Oscar Isaac's head, love it. but then... Ray's able to use Occlemency against him, right? And it's so neat. And it also, remember that scene? Like, it's very. Um, like it's a violation of them yes right and it shows like again how kind of evil Kylo Ren is and how powerful and how willing he is to violate their personal space inside their own mind you know and it like it was very like visceral to watch Rey then you know this girl kind of react against it and force it away like oh man that was so cool so if J.J. wants to do shit like that in the new Star Wars fucking do it man that's awesome
2: it makes sense that every force user would uh, their powers would show in a different way I love that
0: that's a great call
2: because you know every, you build your lightsaber and that's different and your connection with the force is different yeah. so why wouldn't everybody's powers show in a different way
0: that's a really good call yeah, yeah absolutely
1: like the one you know what and it's a shame too like, it's uh, probably
2: I'm probably gonna see the movie though and it's probably gonna be something stupid that I fucking hate really do you think <laughs> I don't know
1: well cause you know what
2: look at does she fly now
1: Right? <laughs> Could she yeah. fly?
2: I don't know. That was that quote. They fly now?
1: <laughs> Maybe they she flies fly now. Yeah. Maybe she fly now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe
5: she flies now.
2: Because,
1: you know, as well, I remember people were like, not butthurt, but they just were like, oh, you know, what? Luke can do astral projection through the force, right? So that was another time that ran Johnson, yeah. I don't think he invented it. He, he like read about it in some star wars book or whatever <laughs> and decided to do that and people didn't love it and like i don't know i didn't hate it but i'm not using it as a great example of a cool forest power yeah. well so. didn't leia like fly when she was well, mary poppins in space yeah was that a little <laughs> flying yeah,
2: that's how her force power showed itself
1: <laughs> well that's i mean when you think about that that's just very similar to bringing a lightsaber yeah. to you yeah. right yeah. it's just, just like reaching it. out yeah. to something and then pulling it it towards just looked you. stupid
0: mm. but yeah mm. i didn't hate it so Jonathan Groff will be in the Matrix 4 movie with Keanu Reeves and carrie Ann Moss. Uh, how do we feel about that?
2: Who's Jonathan Groff? Jonathan Yo. Groff
0: <laughs> is amazing. He's the Mindhunter guy. Oh. So Jonathan Groff and... Oh, he's uh, the guy from Frozen. Yes. Yeah, he plays Kristoff. Um, Chris no, no. Uh, that's, that's I
3: love run. his work so in I Mindhunter. I love how he plays that. Like he's surprised... That he comes off the way that he does in mine Hunter because he's you know he's like eccentric and he doesn't mm-hmm. realize it and
4: because I'm used to seeing him in a suit in Mindhunter, you think he's going to be like
0: uh, an agent? That's kind of what I thought. I'd be a little on the nose, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> he does have that look, you know. Uh, that, that's all we know. But yeah,
3: so I mean, we don't know much else about the Matrix Four other than then doesn't it have to exist. exist. We yeah. <laughs> there
0: we go. There we go. (laughs) Fine, fine. If Keanu Reeves is on board, we're all on board, guys. Right? Keanu-essence, or whatever. Uh, I'm sad that we never said
2: for Ryan Reynolds, the renaissance.
0: The Ryan renaissance? Renaissance. Yeah, that's a really good Disney Renaissance. Exactly. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, Art, did you see the trailer for The Boys Season 2? Oh, I have yeah. not finished the
3: Boys season one, so oh, right. I am trying. I'm trying really hard not to watch oh, the Boys okay. season two trailer. Dude, you gotta see it! <laughs> yeah, I hear it's fantastic. I just um, am up to my ears and things I have to do these days, and it's uh, yeah, there are some things that I
0: haven't been able to watch that I really want to watch. You're still kind of taking a beating with all the school stuff, hey? Oh, I'm getting killed. Probably doesn't afford you a lot of TV watching time. No, and yeah, it's um,
3: I really have to pick and choose with stuff. So. Where are you at on it? On the season, two episodes
0: in. Oh, what? oh did geez.
2: you review and recommend? Yeah, I thought the you boys? were like
0: the the biggest. Uh, that's why I went to you. I thought you were the biggest. Um, oh, uh, really? No, 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 no. no that show. I think that was Paul. Oh, yeah,
3: Paul's watched the whole thing, and I think he said it no, was you guys okay. Look the same. I'd so. like to. Oh
0: yeah, all Asians and
3: Italians. We had watched <laughs> the first episode each, I think, and that was when we had cursed. <laughs> reviewed the first episode That's oh it. I see. yeah so if you guys want to talk about that i can uh, step out for a moment
0: no i didn't watch I it i didn't it. watch it either because yeah. i've yeah. finished oh, season one geez. either so i I, want I, spoilers. I
4: finished it i finished season one uh and then the uh, trailer for season two is really just this like a series of really quick shots some of which are incredibly fucked up, um, but it goes—it's uh, in very in line with uh, the season, the first season of the boys. So I cannot wait.
3: Yeah, because I think Paul for sure. You watch the whole thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I was the wrong person to ask, but although that's very nice of you to ask me.
0: Sorry, man. I thought you were like yeah. totally into it, but like obviously other people. I think the thing it, about right? it too is it's like it's
4: it's relentless in in how uncomfortable it, uh, it gets because mm-hmm. these guys are super powerful. They can pretty much. Do fucking anything so you don't feel safe. Even though they're, like, a superhero, a good superhero team, so you, you like, really should feel safe... But it, it's funny how it makes you feel so very unsafe.
0: So that's good. Upend the tea table, change the formula a bit. You know. Yeah, I, I like yeah. that idea. Well,
4: and then just like the whole the politics behind superheroes and marketing, and yeah. e- every superhero is supposed to have their own brand. So See, that's the part that, that I'm going to like about really it. that. Sounds good. Great. But mm-hmm. like, if even if they do something shady, they have to answer for it, or they have to like either cover it up or or have a marketing team sort of spin it yeah. and stuff. I, I like. There's brilliance in that uh, in
1: the storytelling for this. I agree, as much as I love those messages, um, I don't know, this, like, there was too much of, because like, that's all to do with The Seven, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the stuff that's all around The Seven. Which I is find, like The Avengers. Yeah, I, I find that really interesting, and I love the messages and everything behind it, whereas the stuff that's more to do with The Boys themselves, which is supposed mm-hmm. to be there, I guess, to ground this whole series and yeah. give you people, like, anti-heroes that you're actually rooting for. Yeah, I
4: almost should, like, I don't even really see why they would have called it The Boys. Except I guess because maybe it takes after the comic run or whatever. Well,
1: right. But even right. in the comic, like, why make those guys your main characters? Mm-hmm. So I see why. Right. Okay. Those are the relatable antiheroes. But I don't really give a shit about them at all. No, not really. And everything that they do, and I and I especially hate the actor who plays the the main guy whose girlfriend got exploded in the first episode. What's his name? I don't know his. I don't remember his name. Do you even know his character no, name? I don't even remember. I know his character name. he's not. I hate him. Charlie? No. Simon Pegg's okay. son. Yeah, Simon <laughs> Pegg should have done it. They should have D A Simon Pegg. He'd be more enjoyable to watch. Boring. <laughs> I don't Yeah, they I, like, uh, I don't believe him as a love interest for that super bow body, which, uh, hottie bow body, sorry. Super hottie bow body.
3: <laughs> Anadarmus? <laughs> no.
1: Starlight. Starlight, yeah. She's such a babe and, like, oh so cool. And what? She's interested in this friggin' nerd? Oh, I'm shuffling my feet, looking at my shoes. <laughs> That's not believable at all. You're a superhero. Why are you in love with this guy? Because he was the first
4: one to talk to her like a human being. But anyway.
1: I can fake that! restraining order again (laughs) like you know like anyone should be able to Uh,
4: but no i i i I agree with you and like i like carl urban's character out of all that like he's obviously he sort of steals it for me out of the out of that group do you mean carl urban playing jack sparrow in modern times which is funny yeah that's true like the accent and everything um but uh yeah the thing that i'm most interested in is just the the world they've created with regards to politics
1: um and superheroes like as someone who uh only fleetingly enjoyed the show because look it's undeniable there's some scenes and and just some elements of that show that are fucking unreal Mm -hmm. like okay i can't deny that but but i still as a whole i only fleetingly enjoyed it but there is enough there i will say that'll keep me coming back i'll end up watching this i mean
4: for something that shouldn't exist <laughs>
1: oh geez,
0: that's gonna be the title
4: of this podcast. Do We need for this a podcast, podcast that doesn't exist. That shouldn't exist. Yeah. Do
0: we need Pretty the good. Geek Pod? <laughs> All right, let's talk a couple Marvel things. We saw the deleted scene from Avengers Endgame with Kath- Catherine Langford uh, and um, more as Morgan, right? Yeah, Morgan that wasn't. If you yeah.
4: um, if you haven't seen it and are wondering where it is, Disney Plus. The thing I like about Disney Plus uh, right now is that they actually, if you go to like. The movies or whatever, you can go to extras, and it's just like a DVD with, yeah. del- with like deleted scenes and stuff.
0: Which so I cool. love, thank you, because I miss that from DVDs. Totally. Yeah,
4: yeah. So then that's
0: the thing is like
4: when when I'm thinking about, oh, am I gonna just get rid of my DVD collection, or am I not just gonna buy DVDs anymore because everything ends up on Netflix anyway? Are you still that's, buying DVDs, Brian? No, I'm not. I actually haven't bought one in a long time. Are you okay, but I'm. That's the one thing I'm thinking
1: I'm gonna miss is yeah. that like
4: I don't get you know deleted. Or commentary, or anything. like but that. But now in so Disney you
1: Plus, this. you do. Well, it's just so smart to do because mm-hmm. guess what happens? Someone buys the Blu-ray, and then they rip the deleted scenes onto YouTube. Yep. And so Disney exactly. Plus, do you want me leaving YouTube or leaving Disney Plus to spend time on YouTube? Yeah, no, of course not. So just put them there. Yeah.
4: Uh, but yeah, the Catherine Langford team. Um, so this was talked about because, like, she, there she was rumored to have been in a role. Uh, in a, in Endgame, and then Endgame happens, and you're like, "Oh, where's 13, Catherine Langford?" 13 Reasons yeah. Why lady was in there. <laughs> um, and you see in this deleted scene, it's basically she's the older version of Morgan Stark, and she meets Tony at the way station after he after he snaps. Um, Morgan Stark Thanos is Tony's daughter, by the way, grew away. So I there, and I I knew that was a thing. I guess after Endgame, I think just because. Like, I think a bunch of us Googled it, like, mm-hmm. what the hell happened to Catherine Langford? And they were saying why they deleted it. And I agree with why they deleted it. It's cool to see. It was very well acted. But uh, if that were to happen in the moment, it wouldn't have had the same effect as the Thanos waystation scene because we didn't see Catherine Langford or the older version of Morgan Stark before. Yeah. So you would spend maybe a good chunk of the beginning
1: of that time being like, who the fuck is this?
4: Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: I think um, they really they casted somebody with like a little bit of name action honors and like someone who could carry an emotionally weighted scene. So they really probably believed in this scene, yeah. You know, and and certainly the parallel to that scene, which has been now memed quite well with Thanos in the so first what did it movie, cost? yeah, yeah. Like that's a that's an incredible scene as well. But for some reason, that fit like that weird scene fit with the uh, tone or the the pace or whatever you want to do in. Um, uh, Civil War, or no, Infinity, uh, Infinity War. War, sorry. But the Tony Stark version didn't fit with the version of Endgame. Yeah. How weird,
4: right? Well, because, like, and then you start thinking about this scene, too, and you're thinking, well, okay, if he does this scene and he ends with saying to her, I love you 3,000, does it take the I love you 3,000 line that he says to his younger daughter at his funeral, does that suck the life out of that?
3: Yeah.
0: Well, that's you know?
4: exactly
3: why it would seem... Um, that Isn't that what the Russo brothers said? Yeah. That they were like, it's either one or the other. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, and the saying. same
4: thing with like, uh, yeah. the, uh, the deleted scene with everybody kneeling, right? They didn't want to do that because then it takes away from the funeral scene where yeah. everybody's there. Right.
0: But right. you shoot the things and you decide and what yeah. makes the cut. I think what this, does,
3: this one scene does do for me is it makes me think of some of the possibilities. Because here they are so quick to get the gauntlet which Tony Stark made in fifteen seconds, by the way. <laughs> but uh, to get the gauntlet with all the stones in it, and to snap away the bad army, why don't we have a little fun with the the gauntlet, right? I think that's what I think that's <laughs> you kind of snapping. You get a snap well, No, no, no. I just snap mean the way once you have Mrs. closed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say that. Okay. I didn't say that. Our, uh, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is that um, because when you have all those stones, uh, you can do cool things, right? And I think that's what. I think that's what the. Uh, I think that what they're they're saying with that extra scene, you can kind of like bend space and time and all this stuff, and but they were all very concentrated, of course, and rightfully so, snapping away the, the bad army. I just think that they're maybe they could have explored something like let's have some fun with this sweet. Gaunt. Well,
2: we're in the middle of dying right now, but I'm just gonna go snap to like this laser tag because I can.
3: I just, I just, I just because you can, you can, uh, change time, right? You can spend time with the time stone and you got space and you got all these cool things that you can do. What did and, you want to see them do? No, I mean, maybe he could have fooled around with Thanos a little bit, you know, bent reality. Could have done something to Thanos, you know. Thanos was doing all that. To, I think he only had one
4: shot though, because he's just like he's not made of gamma radiation himself, and uh, any sort of snap. Well, that but thing that, that thing was the
3: snap, right? That's what the yeah. snap did because he's using all the stones. No, at but once. even just putting right. on
4: like the Hulk struggled to to even snap, yeah, right? Because like of all that energy that was coursing through him. Let's be
3: was, honest, the whole Gauntlet Stone thing is pretty wishy-washy. Yeah, exiting.
4: so let's Ooh. make it even more ridiculous and make Thanos do a little <laughs> marionette dance before we snap <laughs> I them away. I think
3: they could have some fun with that power where, you know, Thanos <laughs> had pretty good time fooling around with them with their, you know, with the, whatever that stone is.
1: That- I think, Art, that, a wise man named Uncle Ben once said that oh with great power comes great responsibility, <laughs> yeah. and that's what they were trying to hold, to. They didn't want to do a movie. No,
3: and, I, and, you know, that's fine. I love right. the way they did it. I love the movie, but there is another... There's other possibilities. If you had the Infinity
1: yeah. Gauntlet, you'd right. be making all kinds of people's clothes fly off. I, <laughs>
3: I'm, just, I'm just saying, Tony, you know, I, I, you know, he probably knows he's about to die snapping this, so, you know, maybe he thought for a second you could, you know, go, go through time and talk to his... Uh, to his daughter in the future I don't know well that's, look that, at, that's just made me think of some of those possibilities I, I agree I
1: it kind of always bumped me that he decides to like kill himself by doing a snap when like you could maybe done a smaller scale thing if all you had to do is wipe out like this one army do you mm-hmm. know what I mean like Thanos snapped to wipe out across the universe yeah. right <laughs> and same with the Hulk, like bringing all these people back across the entire universe Tony didn't have to do a whole snap to just wipe out the army, but similar to Star Wars, it's about the thematic and the cinematic. Yeah, and I'm not trying; We're I'm not
3: telling him, him to reinvent the wheel or going back that whole thing. I just saying there are possibilities. I also don't think
4: Tony Stark had time to read the manual of what you can and can't do <laughs> with all those stones.
3: Well, he did have time. No time. Time is nothing at all. Isn't that what Thanos said?
0: <laughs> with that stone, right? Yeah, good call. Right? So he does have time. All right, one of the little Marvel plot things. holes, oh, okay. plot holes, all everybody. Right. Okay. Also, all right.
1: we all did see the Trump thing, right? The Bud no. sent uh, on the face. Oh my God. Oh. Trump's team. I don't know how like su- official this is, but some Trump supporters made a video of Trump as Thanos.
0: They just badly photoshopped his head on on top of Thanos okay. from
1: Endgame, saying I, "I am inevitable," and then he snaps, and then it cuts to the Democrats, and then they get.
0: What? Yes. <laughs> so Wait, like, where does this come from? It's on Twitter, but it's on our group chest. No, no, no but. Did he retweet did it? Did he tweet it? The Trump team. But, like, yeah. the
2: official blue tick?
0: No, no, no. Not Trump. Like, the not Trump, Trump, Trump power himself. team uh, or whatever.
1: But, so. like, part okay. of his campaign or his fundraiser. Did or something. he like it? Because. I can't remember he would, if he tweeted
4: it or retweeted <laughs> okay. it. Yeah. Remember the CNN wrestling thing? He yeah, did. Yeah, and the Rocky.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, it's so stupid for a million reasons. Oh, but like, my God. The villain of the movie, <laughs> right? Before he's actually
0: defeated, showing what a dope is, right? Like, it's just. Saying so that stupid. his reelection is inevitable. That was, yeah. that, that was the. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh in equally uh, whatever news, Marvel TV, it's that that company, that division is going to shut down and all the series are going to be folded into Marvel Studios. So. Oh, yeah. speaking of
2: Marvel TV, sort of, but Disney Plus, um, <laughs> I didn't make it on the cue sheet, but apparently they're saying uh, that, yes, Falcon and Winter Soldier will be the first TV series to officially cross over. Into the cinematic universe. Yeah, and that's oh, kind of, that kind of links to this cool.
4: article is because yeah. uh, Kevin Feige who just like canceled all the ones that are basically <laughs> running. Sorry, right Agents now. of Shield. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. And then <laughs> in a good uh, seven yeah, years. And then he says that this officially will mark like TV crossing over mm-hmm. with the movies,
3: which is because like well, it's about damn time.
4: Yeah, because like in Agents of Shield, it's like oh, we're cleaning up after Thor's mess in London. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. Uh and. If you're a fan of the show, you can then take to heart that it's like, oh, cool, this, this talks about Thor the Dark World. No, you'd be like, oh, cool, about, yeah. they tried. Yeah. You know, but was, then, but it like, really, it, didn't, it never no, really yeah. was reciprocated. Except for. Um, the actor that played Jarvis in James the, Darcy, uh, yeah. yeah, in the flashback scene or no oh, right, in right. the '70s scene, yes, because right. he was from originally from and Vincent Haley Carter. Atwell. We always forget that, as yeah, well. but she was from the movies yeah, originally. But
3: still, it's in both, right? Yeah.
4: Yeah, but, but then the same so, thing with Coulson, right? Coulson It's a wasn't pretty
2: balls. like it's a pretty fun thing, but it's also a pretty clever move from Disney because mm. they're like, yeah, this Marvel money, we like some of this Marvel money. How do we get these people on our Disney Plus?
1: Definitely. Oh, we're
2: making them cross over so you have to watch this thing yep. on Disney Plus yep. if you want to see the next Marvel movie. As
1: yeah. well as they've got the full control now. It's like it's the big difference between having it all under one tent in the Disney Plus tent versus having to you know, negotiate and fight with probably morons over at network TV, and yeah. as well as their insane schedule. Like, if Marvel decides this only needs to be ten episodes, but network obviously is like, no, with Agents of Shield, we need twenty-three episodes per season because we gotta sell so many ads. We gotta mm-hmm. sell ads, right, to make it worthwhile. Then it's just like hmm, that's monopolies bad. are better. Uh, the, yeah. defenders, <laughs>
3: the defenders, the defenders, what like. Is there a certain period of time that has to go before they, that can hit Marvel TV, I guess, or Disney Plus? Um, if they want to continue there was. making something. Yeah, I think, yeah.
4: I think by th- next year or the year after, they can start to use whatever the last one, the first one was to get canceled. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Iron Fist, which could could line up because I think there was a rumor that Iron Fist might show up in Shang-Chi. I thought that there was a rumor
2: that Iron Fist, they're like totally recasting it. Can we talk yeah. about
4: that? They're, well, yeah, so like he's the only one that they would recast. There was talk about um, Poor the Lawrence. guy that played Matt Mur- Murdock, uh, Charlie, Charlie Cox, Cox um, yeah, yeah. reprising his role as Daredevil one day, and then John Bernthal as the Punisher. But there's nothing solidified yet. Mm-hmm. But I do believe they're trying to get Iron Fist in the Shang-Chi movie
3: but it won't be game of thrones or loras loras yeah hmm. and i think it's pretty clear that disney plus isn't going to do <clears throat> those shows like netflix did those shows they just they just can't right no they're going to be yeah. a little bit more strategic yeah. about it and it's
4: i think what marvel has shown is that they're very much creative first
3: um they're like story first and it has yeah. to
4: work as a story mm-hmm. um before but they do the anything whole else.
3: like rated r thing right that's that's what was good about those shows that they were so dark
4: and I think and... there were shocking elements of it. I don't know if it was necessarily, you know, that was what was good about it. For I think, me, it I like the story. Me, it was I like yeah. the story. I just thought yeah. the story was a little too drawn out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I could have gone without um Wilson Fisk bashing some guy's head in a car door mm. multiple times mm. until his head disappeared. Um. But yeah, those are just elements of it, and and it, it would make sense for like characters like the Punisher, right? If we're on Marvel, we're still on Marvel. I can talk about like all the stuff that they did at CCXP. Yeah, this is is our last in
0: San Paulo. This is our last thing before reviews and recommendations. So please proceed. Um,
4: Which was not much. I think the overall thought of Marvel at CCXP was disappointing because they showed Hmm. they didn't they didn't talk about anything new. They showed first images from Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is basically just Falcon and Bucky. Two shots of them standing, and that was it. Bucky has short hair. Cool. Um, Got haircut. A first image from Wandavision, which is like on the set of their like black and white sitcom. So, because like the first portion of this is gonna be like a sitcom, like in the fifties. I love it. And then the next portion of this is going to be basically leading into the Doctor. It'll basically be leading into the Doctor Strange. <laughs> what were you saying?
2: I said, Vision, don't you remember noodles?
4: <laughs> Great yes! callback. callbacks. Good Jesus callback. Uh, they showed first footage of the Eternals, which is basically a reel of like all sorts of different shots and stuff. Um, and then extended footage from the Black Widow trailer and a new poster. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much it. Um, yeah, then Warner Brothers did kind of the same thing. like. Uh, The Wonder Woman trailer is where that debuted, and Mm. that's why we got that release this week. And then they also showed quick footage of Godzilla versus Kong, which is like a shot of King Kong punching Godzilla.
3: Interesting times for both these studios and the heroes that they're rolling out in the next phase to see if they can keep this run run going, because it's been a hell of a run, right? Mm -hmm. But now you're going to see a lot of these heroes that everybody has grown to love not be part of it, and can they keep it going? It's just, we're going to talk about this on this it's podcast
4: like, uh, for a long time. It's like when you talk about uh, in between the Stammers, like, you know,
3: rebuilding, yeah. you know. They're just basically Did a you listen to franchise. an episode? No, he's no, right, though. No, he's right, though. It's like, you know, rebuilding season, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, you know, you win the cup and then your guys retire or they have to leave. And but they want gotta... to introduce,
4: they want you to get, to get you invested in some new, um, yeah. some new properties so they, and they uh, haven't failed to date on well, that I mean, that's the thing, so it right? is like yeah. they they they've all the new properties they've gotten us even in their shittiest movies like I still want to know what Ant-Man's up to yeah. you know? yeah.
3: So we'll see if they can keep that going I mean probably it'll be interesting
4: but. to see what uh, cuz there are some rumors swirling around on on some of the Fox properties now and that maybe Doctor Doom's going to show up in Black Panther 2 mm. like he's trying to expand his empire and his empire is going to try to expand into Wakanda so that brings him into conflict with Black Panther uh, which is kind of what I want to do is to have them do instead of like um, instead of having an x men movie mm-hmm. why don 't you just introduce Wolverine in a Hulk film, you know like have like Wolverine versus the Hulk or something, and that 's how you do it
1: Am I wrong to think though that I really enjoyed keeping the X Men separate from the rest of Marvel. Like, it's just too much. There's so many characters just in the X Men franchise that I actually appreciated that there wasn't crossover because of these logistical or, like, legal things. Yeah, but it's. Till now.
4: I th- think wishing for that is going to be, like, kind of saying that, like, this movie shouldn't exist. No, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, not, it's gonna I'm not wishing
1: for it. I'm just saying I appreciated that for the time. And I just. Uh, I think it would be wonderful if Marvel. Maybe I am wishing for it. If Marvel just kept the X Men, you know, as a separate um, cinematic universe, because there's so much crossover and world building potential there that they could do right. But then when the Hulk is there as well, and now Spider Man's a mutant. Wait, if you look I at the comic, like the first, the first issue Why where we've ever always seen... done it in the comics. right? Well, yeah,
4: the
3: first yeah. issue where we ever saw Wolverine was in the Hulk.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: kind of like making like a gingerbread house, right? And you got all these ingredients uh-huh. and how much is too much, oh, yeah. right? Just like a gingerbread There's house. In <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's go to review. Are just
4: opening the package and
0: eating the wall. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this is good enough.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Do, me. On
4: it.
2: Do we need <laughs> these gumdrop buttons? Do we even need them?
0: Let's
1: go to Please reviews. Please say and oh, pro- propagate this theory that gingerbread houses, oh, the packages that you make, that you spy at the store, should be made of dog food because no one wants to eat a house of gingerbread after you've had your grubby, grimy hands all over it to make it all day. And then you just start throwing away food and that's no good. It should
0: be, and then you should be able to just feed it to your dog after.
1: What? After Christmas, here you go, Sparkles, eat this food. Don't you think?
0: So, Brian, you saw something called Marriage Story. <laughs> okay, are we ready?
1: <laughs> do you or do you not all agree, go around the room and just say yes or no, that gingerbread houses should be made of dog food. Art, I was like, I was like I'm not even going to start the review yet. Just...
4: It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> just say yes or no. Art. No! Kirsten. No!
0: But! Here's the thing. My kid and I both wash our hands before we start. We're the only ones that eat it, and the kid will eat it for like months later. So she's Ew. she's happy, and she's building up her, her antibodies or whatever, so That's I'm fine with it. Children! <laughs> Brian! Yeah, we were the same. It was like, we wash
4: our hands first.
5: <laughs> wash your hands, Paul! It's not
4: like I'm going to pick my butt and, oh, and like,
3: put gumdrops on the thing. And, are we are, arguing the whole like, should.
1: It'd be for show or for eating. Everyone knows to pick your pot with a monkey wrench, anyway. So. All right,
0: Marriage Story, <laughs> go, Brian, go. Uh,
4: well, I, Yeah, I, I question whether or not this should be in a geeky podcast, but it does star Kylo Ren and the Black Widow. <laughs> I thought you were about to say
3: you questioned if this should exist. <laughs> should this exist?
4: <laughs> well, yeah, it's like all of my reviews for now. I'm like you know, for something that shouldn't exist, solid six, solid six. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it caught my eye because of the fact that it was like, holy shit, Kylo Ren and Black Widow are in a drama. I saw
2: it on Netflix, and that, that was I was like, oh, yeah. what's
4: this? So I think I was lucky enough to catch it before the hype because there's a shit ton of hype about it now. Is on there? Monday, they released the Golden Globes, and this is like cleaning up all oh, the nominations. Okay. Um, Robert De Niro even got snubbed for um, an actor nod. In the Golden Globes, but um, I don't. Kylo Ren and Black Widow, you know yeah, they're. Yeah, that's wild. Actually, or not. holy shit! But holy shit, can this this does this movie show that they can act? Yeah. Like there are some scenes in this movie.
2: This movie has scenes.
4: <laughs> there are people, people are saying this
3: is Scarlett Johansson's like best work. Well,
4: and that's the thing too, because you were saying before, like Jojo Rabbit is the the best thing you that you've seen her in. My favorite, certainly. So I think this is the best thing that I've seen her in. And I, did she get like an actor nod in Lost in Translation, or was that just um, I think Sof- she did Sophia Coppola for the director.
2: I think she did. She
4: should have. But That's it's a good question. like I don't know this one. Her acting, like you take her acting in like Lost in Translation and multiply that by like mm, uh, I know, think she got a
3: nod one? for like best supporting in or maybe in her for the voice for her voice. Oh. I think she got oh, something for that. Okay. But that's that's the only thing I can remember.
4: But uh, yeah, this was I, I and I said this to a lot of people that I was like this is the best movie that I'd never want to see again. Yeah. Because it's so heavy in, in, in terms of its emotional weight. Mm-hmm. Um it's about basically the end of a marriage. And you're you're seeing these this couple with you know, this this married couple with a, a child, um, about like ten years old go through a divorce and all the messy things that come along with that. Uh, and I think it's one of the first divorce movies or stories that I've seen that um, has it pretty equally weighted on both sides in terms mm-hmm. of who you're rooting for in this. Because wow. basically by the, by the end of this movie, you're just like, man, I really hope they just can work this shit out by themselves. Uh, right? Wow. Like, And it shows sort of the grittiness. Like Ray Liotta is one of my least favorite characters but the best like fucking actor in this because Hmm. he plays one of the uh one of the um divorced lawyers right um and he plays such a scumbag of a lawyer wait he's a lawyer
2: in this movie too yeah did he just sign up and be in netflix to be a lawyer (laughs) you need a lawyer in your movie yeah really Really um
4: but then the same thing with like laura dern where she plays sort of the opposite end where she's sort of trying to be empathetic but her delivery is very cold, and her like her her empathy is very cold, and you can see that she all she's really being is like a fucking lawyer, you know, like she's just you know something dirty about this uh, of of like the the line she's delivering and the support she's showing.
1: I've heard um, a lot of good things about Laura Dern's performance as well.
4: Yeah, and okay. they're all the the the. Performances overall, I think, are fantastic, and it's it is a weird thing for me to review and recommendation a geek pod, but it, that that's the only reason why it got my attention. So if you want to see
3: those guys act, I can watch this movie. So it's like this year's Manchester by the Sea. Could be you watch it once, you don't want to watch it again. Yeah,
4: you almost don't want to watch. Like I, yeah. I'm almost because I watched it. Without my wife, and now my wife wants to watch it, but like I'm usually just in the room when she's watching it, so I'm kind of sort of being forced to watch it again. <laughs> and so, it's on but, Netflix,
3: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. Okay. and they like they're like a great climax, and uh, in, you know, scenes like where they're they're arguing and stuff. Um, the tension's kind of building up
3: to these scenes and it's just when it happens you're just like
4: oh I just want it to stop stop yeah. fighting yeah. you know yeah. So
3: yeah I was watching an interview with uh, Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans it was like actors on actors mm-hmm. variety or whatever and Scarlett said this is like one of her favorite projects she's ever done wow. so. and Chris said it was his it was the best thing she's seen her and So I like you on a
2: first name basis now. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Captain America and
1: me,
2: oh, yeah. Scarlet and Chris. Oh, Scarlet that's sweet. Chris. And
1: you know, I think it, beyond just the actors having um, you know roles in other franchises, I think it is sweet to talk about movies like that because this needs to exist, mm-hmm. right? This is something that we do need. This like, I wouldn't have gone to the theater though it. for this. No, of yeah. course not. And I'm glad yeah. that the technology exists that we don't have to. Yeah. But I'm glad that good stories, emotionally weighted, you know, lots of good acting, these type of movies are still being made. And I'm a geek about that. So that's great. And it's nice to see, like, these actors who have been playing these franchises
3: that we love so much and these characters that they can still go into Hollywood and get these roles. Well, and the great thing about
4: it, too, is that the director and screenwriter, before doing anything with with this, they basically wrote this story with those two actors in mind because they figured these guys
1: can deliver the scenes the way i want them delivered yeah adam driver's a fucking stud man like i you know he's great in star wars for how reserved he is a lot of the times like i like even in the last jedi there's like little scenes where he just like the way he just moves his face is like, uh, I was like, oh, that's a good performance. That's like, mm-hmm. an, it's a good acting choice. But like, fuck, you watch him in anything else. He's so fantastic. Black Klansman, um, he's real Black Klansman, he's good. That's even just like him as a normal dude, uh-huh. but like, he can also act totally eccentric. Like, he's in. You guys all watch girls on HBO? Yeah, I hate that show. <laughs> but Adam Driver is unbelievable playing like. A, Crazy person. No, I like, don't actually like. It. So I think good. the show is good, and he's good in it.
3: Uh, I just hate all the characters in that show. You're supposed to. I hate all the characters. You are, too, are supposed too, to hate right? them. But yeah. that's
1: for I me. Mean. Like, and Adam Driver does a great job of making you hate his guts. Yeah. But also, you can't stop watching, and that's like a great actor. So, yeah, put him in whatever. That's great. That's sweet. And sweet that he like is not going to now just have to do Star Wars and Disney movies. Yeah. He's he's got all these options. He's, and he's got making chops. great choices, and he's yeah. got chops. Hell yeah.
0: Alright, let's continue reviews and recommendations with his Dark Watchmen DeLorean, all those shows that we're watching week after week that are soon to come to an end. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how in-depth we'll get into any of them, but let's maybe start with The Mandalorian and see that we have learned that there is Brendan Wayne and Latif Crowder, who are the stunt doubles for Pedro Pascal in The Mandalorian, and The Mandalorian, Pedro Pascal himself, might not even have been in that episode that Bryce Dallas Howard directed. Paul, Paul are you Goal. trying to remember something? Please, everyone, <laughs> let's all say together Jenny's most hated phrase whenever it gets texted
1: to us constantly on the afternoon show. Paul is right! Cause guess what I called this? And just like we're all gonna get flooded with emails saying that gingerbread houses should be made out of dog food <laughs> Paul is right! I knew it! I knew that there wasn't They're not gonna pay an actor to walk around in a costume and sweat in the desert all day all the time Of course not a name actor like that never takes his helmet off of course it's a voice thing. Of course. And that's sweet in the same way. That's like very Star Wars. Very classic. It wasn't James Earl Jones under the Darth Vader mask. It wasn't Jason Wingreen in the Boba Fett mask. Get a dude who looks good and then get a guy who sounds good. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, I'm so vindicated. <laughs> Cursed in your face. Are you guys all surprised with this? Are you disappointed? What are your range of emotions? Because I'm for it.
4: Apparently, apparently
1: <laughs> so, Paul.
2: What a weird thing to be for. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm not surprised. By it. I, I, really? I honestly
3: don't care. Yeah, you know? I'm with you on this one, Brian. I don't give a shit.
4: I honestly, yeah, it it doesn't make the, the show better or worse for me, mm. knowing that. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, he's still
3: <laughs> the character
4: of the Mandalorian,
3: to me. Mm-hmm, I
4: don't care mm-hmm. how many people are in that costume. Interesting.
1: Swapping out while the other wipes. Do
4: wife. you think
3: it was Pedro Pascal when he's dancing around the mountain
1: there? That's probably him, right? Well, that is interesting because, you know, this is the fight I have with Kirsten sometimes about... Wait, was
4: that Pedro Pascal's real eyes that got pushed in?
1: Oh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Spoiler alert. Uh,
4: for the Mandalorian. For the Mandalorian. Uh,
1: the mountain pushed through that helmet. I was like, what? Okay. Oh, I'm uh,
4: talking about that mountain.
1: The, the mur- uh, yeah, you I thought like,
4: he was just dancing around a mountain? <laughs> yeah, I
2: was. I, I was like, I don't remember that happening. Game in of that Thrones, episode. like the, no, the best like scene in Game of Thrones? No, I know, but I thought I
1: know, you were, we talking were on about Mandalorian. The
2: Mandalorian, and I was yeah. like, I don't
4: remember him dancing around a, mountain. <laughs> a guy in a
1: helmet. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, I missed the Maypole scene at the end of <laughs> one of the episodes I Paul, talk about your argument with Kirsten. <laughs>
3: I thought we were geeky enough in this podcast to get <laughs> all the <laughs> little references. <laughs>
1: Apparently not. I got the reference. Um, uh, No, it's like uh, uh, a performer, though you know, does even if it's just under a costume, does influence the performance. So like, when did we ever get in this argument? Because David Prowse is Darth Vader. Yes. Anyone else who's in that Darth Vader costume is not Darth Vader. Oh no! So that's why he waddles.
2: Swishy. swishy Yeah, but you know what, David.
1: Yeah, you can recreate the costume almost perfectly though. But whoever performed, he also don't
2: like his cape. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh they fucked up his cape <laughs> whoever performs Darth Vader in Rogue One is not David Prowse and boy it tells no, can, can I set a scene like for you guys Anakin
4: or Anakin Skywalker yeah. what's his name when he puts on the co- the, the <sighs> costume yeah Darth Christian Haydn yeah
1: Begs George Lucas, please can I be in the Darth Vader costume? Yeah. Can, can I? Set You're not scene... tall enough, number one, and you had to put platform shoes on, and you didn't look like Darth Vader when he's walking. Paul, yeah, can we? Can, can I can set throw? a scene
3: for you guys? So we're over at Kirsten's house, and we're talking about how like we loved that one scene. It's like universally loved, the Darth Vader scene at the end of Rogue, Rogue or in Rogue One, wherever it was. And we're watching it on YouTube just to watch that scene, and we're watching it, and you know Paul's making faces, and then. At the very end, he's like, "I hate his cape." That was it.
1: <laughs> yeah, they fucked up his cape. I'm so sorry. It just it doesn't drape properly.
2: So if they're gonna hire Pedro Pascal, he should be in the suit. You think so? He should be the act. He should do some acting. So yeah, in his suit.
1: I, so again, so far it hasn't bumped me. It doesn't move my needle one way or the other. I agree with Brian, but um, it'll be interesting to see and go back if this becomes like beloved, this TV show. You know, to go back and be like, who was Pedro Pascal and who wasn't? How much mm-hmm. of it was actually his performance? And is it better or worse? And do we like it, you know, with him mm-hmm. versus without I think without it would have
4: bumped me if they were trying to portray
1: an existing
4: character. But they're creating a new character right. out of this. Right. So if in season two, Pedro Pascal actually wears the suit and he moves wrong, right. that's going to bump me. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So
2: uh, apparently, too, the reason why they did this was just because it was like scheduling conflicts. So they were just like, put another dude in listen <laughs> just need a voice. Then yeah. Anyway. Yeah.
4: He was, he was shooting something um, else. something else. Like, it's okay. Can we quickly touch on the latest episode? Which I know it's gonna. The latest episodes gonna be a week old by the time we air this, pod- hey, this though, podcast. Hey, though,
0: Amy Sedaris and Ming Na Wen. Let's talk about them. So the
4: the this is the uh, um, the Dave Filoni directed episode. Uh-huh. I am going to say <laughs> I didn't like it. Ooh. Oh. Hot take. It uh, came off as a little cheap sitcom mm. at times.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much it. it. It wasn't even like one of those things that left me with, oh, I can't wait to see more. Like, Or I want more. Because all of them have, but you know, almost in a good way. This one was just like... Okay.
0: Well, this sure. one, we seem There's... to hit the formula really strong. He's going town to town. He's doing a thing in the town. He tries to leave Yoda in the town. But, and then then it, he leaves the town. It's just the same thing. And I was talking about this with Paul. It was like, they, you know, they
4: get into the fan service trap sometimes. So in this one... Hello, everyone. This is a spoiler alert. Thank you. He's approaching a planet, and it's like, this is most Eisley Tower. I'm like... <sighs> He's on Tatooine.
2: Uh, yep. I like okay. that though. I liked it. I thought it was a good oh, way of look, doing
4: Oh, look, they're sitting where Is somebody the same- else going to say McClunky
0: in oh this my God. booth? Easy, Kristen. Holy smokes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I liked it though because it was nice fan service because it wasn't like, other than the fact that they sat at the same fucking booth. But like, I liked it. Like, ooh, he's Tatooine. Like, that's a planet I know of. Um,. I don't know. Are they going to go to the Mos Eisley Cantina? I was like, oh, maybe they won't. Maybe they'll just go to Tatooine, and that'll be cool. But yeah, of, course they're they're in they're in the of course, they're in
3: there. <laughs> t- we t- we need to get cantina. rid of. But also, fan
2: they're letting droids in the in cantina now. What happened? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why are droids mm-hmm. allowed in mm-hmm. the cantina? I hope
1: explore it in a three-episode arc. Oh, um, yeah, I agree, Brian. They are chewing through elements of the original trilogy to. Slap in there as fans. Look, service. I
4: still believe in this show. I still like sure. the show. Yeah. It's the episode, and I, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say anything bad about Dave Filoni, but it was just like he directed it. Filoni, <laughs> allow me. Nah. Filoni's a hack.
2: Filoni, <laughs> Filoni is a
1: total hack. I don't know who
2: that is. Who is this guy? He's the well, guy who did Clone like
1: Wars, your favorite cartoon show. Oh,
2: I like Dave Filoni. <laughs> take that back. <laughs> He's a good
1: i think he's hacky and he's not original and he just has too much reverence for star wars but did he
2: write it or did he just direct it
4: well he no he I, think, Favre I think
1: john favreau i think Favreau wrote it yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay.
4: but um but yeah he directed this specific episode I, I just thought like wow some of the choices that he made it it felt wow. like a little bit less of a budget that he so, was working with,
2: yeah. with the other episodes yeah. i think amy sedaris kind of helped with that uh, Helped help with, away. with it
1: being bad or with yeah, good?
2: like sitcommy. Like, yeah, sure, the way I can see that. Take care of this baby. Yeah, um,
4: I really also <laughs> wished I would have I would have liked Mulan better, but <laughs> Ming Nalu, Ming Nawen, when har har har, the um, the one they were hunting.
2: Is that Mulan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She ooh, was a speaking voice model, and of got course, that Disney money.
4: Agents Shield. Agents Shield. Agent
1: um, I thought her performance was actually one of the bright spots in the episode, though, because yeah, the dude. Oh God. The dude yeah. who oh, wants to be man. in the guild. Ooh. Yeah. Where did they pick that up? The guy went to the Home Depot and said, "Get in the truck if you want to be an actor." Is that the guy from Eurotrip? By the way, oh, I hope so. What? I don't think
4: it is, but that Scotty doesn't know or whatever the that...
2: Scotty sausage. That is um, a. Um. Is that Eurotrip? But speaking yeah. of all the fan service, <laughs> the end.
1: What happens in the end? Who is it? Who do you oh think? yeah, right. Who's coming up to the Well it's mark? A,
2: it's a, it's a very heavily hinted that it's Boba Fett because oh. you hear you hear <laughs> you hear the design of Boba Fett, um he was it was supposed to be like a uh, Western in space, and so Boba Fett was the only um um Mandalorian n- character. Uh, no um What's the guild again? Bounty hunter. Bounty hunter who has spurs. Spurs? Has spurs. Uh, I was
0: going to say that as a joke line, but no, really? No, he has spurs Hilarious. on his
2: boots. And so when you hear Boba Fett you in the, the original, spurs. you hear the spurs. Ching, so you hear the spurs coming, chink, and too. then you see
0: the boots. Amazing. I know, and
2: then again, we're yeah. going to have to say Jenny's favorite thing, that Paul was right.
0: But part of me was, He yeah. said,
2: how long do you think that they're going to be able to...
1: But I don't that's know. Maybe because this show, when it's strong, all it is is a big Boba Fett blowjob about. But maybe. Okay, it just gives you all the Boba Fett fan love and jizzabouts that you love about Boba Fett, but it's in a TV show and it's just wearing its Well, that's
2: what all costume. this stupid clickbait shit is this week. It's like, how you survive a Sarlacc pit? Did Boba Fett. What, maybe somebody just got his shoes.
0: What? Let's start to wrap it up. We're we're running on time. God, we, I lose right. two far. more shows to talk about. So. Yeah, uh,
1: I just am, I'm concerned that like again when you chew through this much fan service and that show becomes that, then when you do show me something new and interesting, I'm going to be like, what the fuck is this? And people are going to be like, oh, this show is going downhill because they did a thing I don't already recognize, and it's just lazy. I don't know. And when that kind of laziness is just what you
0: again, it's a rickety foundation to build your house on. Fair enough. Does anybody want to say anything about the latest episode of His Dark Materials?
4: It got better.
0: I will go. No, I'm not going to say much about. It. I just, I just want to say, Daphne Keene and Ruth Wilson are amazing actors. They carry the series, and the door screening scene just gave me chills. Oh. I think they, they act really, really well off each other. Great. No spoilers. Uh, what about Watchmen? Well, I don't so want it to end. Yeah. I will go. It's we are so. Okay, so yeah, you guys so gonna unpack Watchmen? How, what are you watching? it? Did, what episode? So are you I watch it over Christmas? Hmm? Oh, you're, oh, you're I'm right. I'm not watching you're it until it's done. Right? You're gonna binge. How many right times? Ahead. How
4: many
3: weeks have I left this pod while you're watching? <laughs> what?
0: I'm gonna go oh as well. Okay, listen
3: to Between the Stammers.
0: There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Okay. <laughs> and it turns back into three people talking about what sorry before i
4: go uh, i know we're going to get really uh crazy in the next week and so i'm probably going to forget oh, yes, right. but i want to i want to just say i've got pod presents for you guys oh my god no there
0: oh my man. god and <laughs> go
4: and then i think what i'm going to do cuz i want to make sure uh, oh, it dude. works I'll, I'll get a video of one of us trying it out um,
0: what is? But not now. You're gonna leave. Not me? now. Not now. Why well, not now? you finish.
4: You guys finished the pod, and then call oh, me back geez. later. There you go. Oh, thank you. There you go. Well, no, no. I just know I'm gonna forget next <laughs> like week. But it does give Facebook you a week right uh, to get me a present you if you feel a guilty about ten it. And
2: other people will oh, present. Wait, are we supposed to open, sure. open now? Well,
4: you you can, but I don't, you're not wait, gonna get it I want to show
1: you guys.
4: It's all the same thing. Okay.
1: Are we supposed to open it now? Apparently so. There you go. It's a black <laughs> Look mug.
0: Look what art says.
1: That's a black mug, and I bet you when you when you pour, pour hot, hot water into, into it, it, it,
0: it's gonna say something. Oh, I love it. So we'll get
1: a video of
4: that uh, later. But you guys talk what about what
1: does
0: Watchmen. it say? I can't Wait. get it. Oh, my I can eyes. see it. That's amazing. Okay, cool. I'm not gonna so talk about oh, No, that's no spoiling. so Now I'm not spoiling anything. I'm really yeah, breathing I mean, into it. Dude, that is awesome. In this You're Thanks, so kind. Raya, that's Thank the best. you.
1: Oh, that's exciting. That's... Happy
0: Christmas, guys. Thanks, Brian. Oh, so nice. One day I'll get my mug out of here. <laughs> oh, my Why God, Kristen, she's destroying the foam. <laughs> you just lift the damn thing straight up. What are you doing? You don't have to destroy everything. Pick I'm a package. It the into it like and... a
1: lemur or like a clawed Jeez. animal of some kind.
0: Good lord. All right, guys. Bye, bye other Asians. Love bye. you. Bye. Love you. All right, let's spend five minutes on <laughs> Watchmen oh, no and go. So like, this podcast has been going really long time, so. <laughs>
2: Hello, everyone.
0: This is a spoiler alert. Thank you. Watchmen, penultimate episode.
1: Well, guess what? Fire up the old Paul is right train because Paul is right and Doctor Manhattan look like garbage.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but they explained it at
2: least
1: for a bit. Like
2: they explained they were like yeah because he
1: you know. Yeah. yeah. But for he a did. bit but then, I thought but then he, would... he did glow yeah. and it looked bad.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, think no, like... it was okay. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah.
1: And all the effects and everything too like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the best part of that Zack Snyder movie sometimes is is the effect that they put onto Doctor Manhattan and the way like and, and the sound design of when Doctor Manhattan um travels anywhere or transports yeah. Yeah. or explodes people or any of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, boom! It's like a bell. It's like, it is, that is gorgeous sound design. And in this one, it just goes zing, yeah. poof-de-boo. <laughs> uh,
2: like, I really liked though, um, of the visual design of the visual choices to not show Dr. Manhattan's face. And yes! at first I was like, why aren't they showing his face? Oh, because they don't want us to think of the whatever character. Yeah. But then when it's revealed and he's taken like Cal's yeah. form as... Do- I thought that that was a really cool choice. Yeah, I
0: thought it was brilliant was too. too. I was like,
2: oh, and that actor. Um, yeah. He's got some, well, I guess it's not really range when you're being Dr. Manhattan, but like, um, it was really cool to see him in that role in like taking on that.
0: Absolutely, because he was voicing it the whole time. They just pitched him up when he was Dr. Yeah. Manhattan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love
2: that. What, <laughs> what happened to your voice? Oh, I guess that's just my voice now.
0: <laughs> great <laughs> great, <laughs> must have great,
2: great explanation. It you know, is also
1: interesting, because Kirsten, I think you mentioned his penis last week. Oh, yes. Geez. And certainly <gasps> his penis is much bigger than the penis of the Dr. Manhattan in the movie. Yep. Did that's you notice true. that? Yeah, yeah, I
2: did. And I also noticed there was a scene uh, when they were in vietnam where there was dr manhattan it was like a um a drawing like a graffiti oh yeah and then someone graffitied a penis onto it because it was in vietnam Uh when he used to wear his pants Right. and so someone drew a penis
1: and i was like that's good that is funny oh but okay here's what i really wanted to say to prove my point about how bad the design was of this character when he walks into the bar there the titular bar there's, like, a big fat guy who's just painted blue because it's Dr.
0: Manhattan Day or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yep. And he looks the same. It could have been the same exact effect. Mm, yeah.
0: Yeah. Same kind of paint. You're Chrome right. Crumb
2: snakes. I liked... I, what? I liked the, um the like, double entendre. The, of the title? Uh, yeah. The, a man walks into a bar. A bar.
1: man a walks bar. into a bar. Yeah. I yeah, thought that was really well good. Was very good. well done. Yeah. There's lots of good things about this episode, but I don't know. I You know... As much as I was complaining about when are they going to get to the Dr. Manhattan fireworks factory, mm-hmm. I kind of liked this show better or thought it was more interesting before it just was the Dr. Manhattan show. And that's what this episode was. And it's kind of a letdown that it what it's an interesting take on the character and where he goes in his life and everything. But I don't know, you guys. like um, The performance is fine, but it's not as good as Billy Crudup. No movie. No. Um, I so miss his voice a lot. Yeah, me like too. his voice is so good. His performance, yeah, it doesn't get enough love in yes. that movie, and so to redo that character, you could have had him, and to and to to make him so central to the story as well, I don't know. Like you could have just had him off on Mars doing his own thing, and then he has to come back on
2: when, the moon of Jupiter. Yeah, but Europa. Then he
1: comes back when he like is needed on a bigger scale or something. Mm. I'm just. I'm kind of disappointed with where they went. with I this. think
2: that they just they need the power, right? Because the thing about the Watchmen is that they're all vigilantes. Nobody actually has a superpower other than Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. So they're bringing him in as that like catastrophic thing. I don't know if he's going to stay around. But I don't know if they're going to somehow zap his powers out of him. Right. Well, like, Joaquin
0: wants to be the next. I don't
2: think that. Right,
0: yeah.
2: I don't think that Doctor Manhattan's here to stay.
1: Do you think he's dead? Do you think that thing that they did to him at the end is no? That just transported him?
2: him. It because tra- like he was just transporting, shoop- transported shoop him against
0: his will. Yeah, but right. I I don't think that he. I don't dead think yet. there's time. I don't think I. You know I think Not as much as him? this was supposed to be a self-contained series, obviously Lindelof is going to have to wrap it up in Wait, in the next show. It's supposed to be one series. Yeah, it's supposed to be self-contained. No, what? Oh, I know. I'd love for it to be, oh, like, seasons, not... but I thought I thought at the beginning this was supposed to be, like, just self-contained. Are you what? sure about oh, this? Oh, no, okay, no. so now I'm doubting myself. When you say it like that, now I'm doubting myself. Well, I just don't know. That's just such an unusual thing yeah. for any American television company to do.
2: Right. That would be I, weird. I would be very would sad. Be. I'm enjoying this I so much. I would
1: be stoked about it, actually, and then, look, look at Take a couple of years, and if you think you have another story to tell you know to continue it down the road come back but don't just crap them out for no reason
2: also i was pretty shocked that they didn't get nominated for any golden globes but i wonder is it cuz it's not done no is it a next year thing
1: no 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 it's i think it is in time i think that uh mm. yeah sorry i forget the actress she's so talented uh who plays Angela? Regina King. Regina King, thank Damon you. Damon
0: Lindelof says HBO's Watchmen is a self-contained one-season no! series. No! Wow.
1: Yeah. Okay, then for sure, she should have been nominated for something. She's phenomenal. Does
0: that mean there isn't going to be any more Watchmen? Direct quote from Damon Lindelof. Not necessarily. Right. Does that mean that I'll be working on subsequent seasons of Watchmen? I don't know what the answer is to that question. We designed these nine episodes to be as self-contained as oh, the original fuck. 12 issues. Wow. We wanted to feel like there was a sense of completeness to resolve the essential mystery at hand. So how many episodes have we got left? One! one. Holy cow. Yeah, that's it. And we still it. need
2: to know what's happened with Looking Glass, and they're going to yeah. turn on the big clock. Yeah, and- holy shit. And Ozymandias, shit. An Ozymandias yeah. has only
0: been there for seven years, where I think he's supposed to have spent ten, because, right, he's there in 2009 yeah. when he blips him away. So he's spending ten years on Europa, the, the moon of Jupiter. So he's got, we've got to fill in somehow three more birthdays, of yeah. uh or anniversaries, uh, for he's a jolly good fellow. Before he somehow makes it back. Did he come back in the Rocket the True bought the land and then it fell I don't know. Anyways, one more episode, see how they fly, which uh, is December 15th.
2: See how they fly. That's, this the, that's the Star Wars tie-in.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um but see yeah, I thought now. this episode was fantastic. <laughs> it's just now. <laughs> this is just one of these one of these shows that is just going to absolutely leave me and us wanting so much more. And I don't know how they're gonna wrap it up, but I hope they do. I respect that. Yep. Oh, I do, too. I'm stoked, because I really thought we were
1: gearing up for a cliffhanger, and I was chapped about having to wait. I think that's a
0: phenomenal. Yeah. Good job. All right, Lindelof. So we'll see see how that goes. All right, anything else about Watchmen?
2: No, you should watch it. It's great.
0: Fantastic. If, if you're listening past this and you're not watching, we spoiled everything. Go watch it. Yeah. It Let's good. have a hello from another member of the Zone's podcast family, shall we? Yo, what's up, you guys? <laughs> if you think you'd like the spiciest
1: hot takes of two millennial ding-dongs from Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, then you should listen to the PJ
2: Party podcast. It's highlights of our show that we do on the Zone at 91.3 and some trash talk about other things.
1: <laughs> That's true. It's trash. <laughs> so get it wherever you get your podcasts. Smash that subscribe button smash that like button also there's a blog on the
0: so please look at that so it's not wasted of my time yeah <laughs> all of our podcasts can be found at thezonefm zone.fm slash podcast you can reach us at geek if you use electronical mail or you can post to our facebook group facebook.com slash group slash the pod i believe
1: i have a couple of things that i thought were interesting that were posted out love there love to hear about it it was a very mary harrison heavy week yes but uh, two of my favorite things that she posted was um, reportedly, it seems from a somewhat reliable source, but they're going to go ahead on Moana too. Did you guys see that? Oh yeah, I saw her post that. I was yeah, I'm also shocked
2: that that is apparently in your top five movies.
1: Uh, Moana is one of my favorite. Wow, is my like I think number one favorite Disney movie of all wow. time. Wow, top love five Moana.
0: movies.
1: It's. Yeah, it's up there. It's really up there. Maybe top ten movies, I think. You're Five welcome.
0: Okay, that's interesting. I love
1: Moana. So, so yeah, with, I uh, I think it is interesting. And in that conversation, too, I think it was Mary pointed out to me that there's no love interest in that movie. She's like the only Disney princess without a love she interest. She
2: loves the sea.
1: And I love mm. that. Yeah, I didn't even realize it at the time, but that is a really great thing that didn't even need to be there. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, I hope it's uh, on the level of uh, Frozen 2, which is getting rave reviews and is good, and not on the level of... Um, Aladdin two,
2: Return of Jafar. Return of Jafar.
1: Oh, jeez. And the other thing, also, um, the pictures out of Disney UK look pretty unreal, right?
2: It's not actually Disney UK, though.
1: What is that, then?
2: It's, um, what is it? Is it Paramount? It's a different studio. Oh. But they're calling it, it's going to be like the Disneyland of UK. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what studio it is. I think it's Paramount. But, yeah, they've done it up. They're doing it like land. So they're going to have like Spy Land, which will have all the like oh. 007 properties. And then they have like whatever. They're not calling it Adventure Land. Um, but it's not actually Disneyland. They're just calling it like it Wild. is the Disneyland of whatever. I think uh, it's Paramount. I think that's the studio it is.
1: I was talking to a guy that I work with at the Royals who is um, from the UK, and he was saying that, like, apparently it's tough. Like, that's a small geographical country with not a lot of big mm-hmm. open stretches of land to put your giant theme park in. Oh, sure. And so where they put it is an interesting choice is, like, Bogland or something like that mm. that Bogland. they had to build up. And Take where you is can get. it? I don't See know. It's in the bog. Sure. Something like that. Mm-hmm. But would you? Yeah, okay, that's neat. Well,
2: yes, I would go there. So are yeah. you going
0: to ask me? Yes, <laughs> yes. I'll go to every
2: theme park. Yes, please.
0: Yeah. Kirsten, where can we find you on Instagram?
2: Kirsten.James.
0: <sighs> Paul, what? That's what you're I know. I know. I know. You are just, you're just. That was a real place. It seems like I'm pulling teeth out of you now. I just i feel sorry. And I haven't thought of anything new to ask at the end here, but Paul. Um, you can find me on
1: Instagram. Um, commenting inappropriately on all kinds of various things. Oh, you already got a picture of the gift from Brian <laughs> up on your story? Oh Christmas? my god, they're so That's good! Great. That is That's great! That's so
0: good. And I'm webmaster, but on all socials, this has been the Geek Out Podcast, episode 63. Thanks for listening.
3: <laughs> Bye! The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from the zone, visit thezone.fm/slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening and thanks for being a zoner.